we would like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Schultz Electric LLC, serving all your electronic needs. Whether it be residential or commercial, no job is too big or too small. They are licensed and insured. You can contact them on Facebook at Schultz Electric LLC. While you're there, give them a like or by email at jschultzelectric at gmail.com or by phone 859-991-3176. Mention this podcast and get 10% off your next installation. Estimates are always free. Precision Air Heating and Cooling, veteran-owned and operated. Here at Precision, we care, and we're not comfortable until you are. We service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of cleaning, upfront pricing, no hidden fees. Please contact us with any heating or cooling needs, 859-493-0250. And now, on to the show. Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining us with a sit-down with Tony P. and Matty B. I am your host, Tony Pompilio. And I am your co-host, Matt Buford. Again, if uh, Matt Buford sounds like he's calling from the old 4th Street hallway, it's because he is. He's at home. He has some some family stuff going on tonight, and, um, you know, we didn't want to put him in a jackpot and have him do an episode and... And um, you know, not be home in time for uh, for what he needed to be home for. So uh, Matt, Matt's going to hang with us as long as we can. And uh, when he has to go, he's got to go. So you got anything else on that, Coach? Oh, well said. Appreciate it. Looking forward to the show. Um, I think we got an interesting one tonight with uh, with Chris, aka Lime Boy. So looking forward to it. So in typical uh, pomp and Matt fashion, kind of wanted to do a show coming off that big nasty boys. Uh, podcast and we literally just looked at it that show has 230 plays which i think according to matt buford's data puts that in the top 10 percent of podcasts right wasn't like 231 within seven days or something like that that's it 231 in seven days so it's going to be interesting to see where that thing rounds out at yeah sure yeah i think you and i said over and under about 325 so we'll see here in about a month but uh tonight our guest uh literally have known him since i was born um, always been awesome uh, to me and my family, and 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 it goes back. If y'all saw my Facebook post when he'd be over at the house with dad when they play cards and stuff, uh, as we're waiting for everybody to get there, uh, he'd come in the room. Them little uh, huffy um, basketball hoops you would get from sports of all sorts out there in Newport. He'd be on his knees and uh, he'd be playing me in basketball for hours upon end. So we have the one and only Chris Lonboy Burkharts. Hey, thanks for being here, man. Uh, thank, no problem. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, like I was saying earlier, um, we, we, we didn't uh, plan on doing a show tonight, which is kind of going to chill because, you know, Matt has some stuff going on. And as you could imagine, Zach had three basketball games and our bandit team had practice. And you know what? It was kind of decent out. Let's just chill. And uh, I messaged Lon Boy and, hey, what time do you go to bed before you go to work? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, come on up. Let's knock this thing out. Um, so, uh, so here we are, man. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, um, and, and I'll let Chris jump in here. Um, you know, how many years have you been at Newcath in the softball world? Uh, I started when my oldest Taylor was a sixth grader. 
uh, me and Andy Zimmerman uh, helped uh, coach a uh, junior high team. And then uh, when she got in, when Taylor got into seventh grade, I helped run the uh, summer program where we played up at Softball City. So I've been up there. So you know, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, what year? You just that said was, that okay. was well, 2006 was the uh, the junior high team with Andy Zimmerman, and then uh, 2007, I think it was, with the uh, summer team. So about, 2000, no, it might have been 2007, 2008, somewhere you, around there. So about 14, 15 years ish. Yeah, you've been doing it. So um, and um, for those of you that don't know, he is not coaching this year and um it i know you had put it on your twitter but for those who don't know if you want to kind of give a brief description why i know it's because of work and everything but they don't know that oh yeah you know ever since uh you know with covid you know everybody's ordering stuff online and you know the fedex man can't get off work at two thirty, three o'clock anymore like he used to so it's you know i like i told uh Jeff Shulkins, the athletic director up at Newcath, uh, you know, I expect 100% out of my players, and they should expect 100% out of me. And right now there's no way I can give 100%. So it's, you know, it's not fair to them. And, you know, you know, it was a it was a tough decision, you know, because it's something I've, you know, looked forward to doing. And, you know, with last year getting canceled, you know, I was disappointed because I had a really, really good group of girls. Um, I think, you know, the group that, was going to be playing last year. I would have enjoyed coaching them more than any group of girls that I've had at Newcath, you know, my entire uh, tenure there. So, uh, so just curious, why is that being your first being, being a head coach or just, or was there just something special with that group? No, it was, uh, you know, I was going to be replacing eight starters. So there were going to be eight new girls starting that had no varsity experience whatsoever. And, uh, you know, these girls, they knew their limitations. You know, in the past we've had some, we had some really talented teams, but, you know, these girls would just get down on themselves. Um, you know, there was all kinds of internal strife and stuff. You know, it's girls. You're going to get right. that. But this group, you know, they enjoyed being there. They knew, you know, they knew that they weren't, you know, the most talented group. But the thing that I loved about them the most, you know, they were able to smile and just shrug stuff off. You know, I, I, I used to tell all the girls, if you make an error, put it behind you. Don't worry about it. You know, because if you start dwelling on it, what's going to happen? You're going to make another one. You know, this group, they were able to do that. You know, it didn't bother them if they, you know, made a mistake or, you know, they they knew their limitations. They weren't they weren't setting themselves up for you know being a uh, you know winning every game or anything. I mean, right. they knew they knew what they were in for. And and not to stop you there, but um, for those of you that don't know, um, again, just knowing Chris, and for those not knowing Chris, he he has his hands in a lot of stuff. So I don't want to skip over some of the stuff that we kind of pre-gamed about. But um, just I, I want to wrap it up because I don't want you to keep going because then I want to jump back and then come back to it. But I just know um, how much time and, and effort and, and how passionate you are for that. And that's why when I had heard, um, actually, I'll give credit to Jason Schuster. He had screenshot at your tweet and text me. He was like, hey, man, your boy ain't coaching this year. And uh, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and, so, I, and I see him just – I see him probably once a week because I go past his house. Uh, him and uh, 
youngie. Young they live right across the street from one another. They're on my FedEx route. Yeah, so yeah. I see them all the time. Because he attacks me that. I'm like, oh, crap. And like you said, the initial thing I'm like has to be because of work, right? And then that's where I just know how much time and effort and how passionate you are for it. Like you had mentioned earlier, it's, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision. No, no. I mean, I, I, I struggled with it for, you know, a week or two, and especially the time that I had to do it, you know, uh, you know, season's about to start, you know, six weeks from, you know, from that date when I called Jeff and, uh, you know, it was tough, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I had to do it because if I would have waited, it would have put him in an even worse position in, uh, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't want to have to be, you know, start already starting practice and then, you know, always arriving late, you know, or if, you know, if I make it to the beginning of the season, you know, not being able to get there until game time, you know, you can't, you know, as a head coach, you can't, you can't just show up right before the game starts. Well, it's kind of funny and, and I don't mean this in a negative way. Um, I forget what staff it was down Newport who was there at the time. Uh, it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago where I want to say like the defensive coordinator couldn't get there to 4.15, 4.30. You know, most football is right after school. So, you know, you, you, you know, granted, I get it, and I don't even remember the fellow's name or who he was or where he worked at, but I just knew, you know, that you we couldn't do defense till Coach Blank got here at 4.30, you know, and obviously that was just a defensive coach and right. you being the head coach, and, yeah, it's 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 tough. But um, so let's put a hold on that. So let's rewind. Um, we'll see how I'm 39, so at least 39 years ago. But uh. So tell everybody who don't know where where you're from. What high school did you go to? I'm a new I'm a 1984 New Cath grad. My senior year was the first year that the girls showed up up on the hill. Um, from there, you know, I uh, I went to Northern for a couple years, and you know, school wasn't for me. So you know, I had my own lawn and landscaping service. Of course, that's how I got my nickname, Lawn Boy, from your dad. You know, from playing softball with him, and you know he. You know, it's funny, everybody had, you know, back in the day, everybody had a nickname. I mean, to this day, I'll run into people on my FedEx route, and it's not, hey, Chris, it's, hey, Lomboy. Right. It's kind of like when people call me Roach, okay, you're from that era. Yeah. <laughs> like, I immediately know. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, no, it's, uh, so, you know, um, once I, uh, once I got into college and, and out of college and started working in that, uh, you know, I, I I played softball for my, for the church I went to. And the guy that was uh, the head coach of the church team, he worked for St. Francis, St. George hospital. And, uh, after a couple games, he asked me, he said, how would you like a job? I said, yeah, sure. Why? He says, cause we've got a, we've got a hospital softball team and we travel around and play in these big tournaments and we'd like to have you. So I said, hell yeah. I'll get it, you know, have a job, a regular job besides my lawn and landscaping. And, uh, you know, it was a part-time gig, so it, it worked out perfect. And uh, that's how I met Chip Gregg because Chip worked there too. Okay. So, you know, so me and Chip played on the hospital team. And from there, you know, we both got picked up by Dennis Deal, big. Big Dennis Deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. big. You know, so, you know, so we, we started playing for big with Chesney towing and, you know, then Chip went off to the magic, got, got recruited to play with those guys. And then just, you know, from there playing with, uh, freak, 
Gary Henderson and then playing with your dad. That's then, awesome, man. And then, you know, every night, just it seemed like every night it was a card game down at your your house. And, you know, I, I used to tell people if we would have had a video camera taping that, that was reality TV right yeah. there. I mean, that was hilarity at its best. I mean, so, some especially all the characters that were there. Right. Like you said, and it's funny because maybe we did talk about that before. Maybe that's why it's in my head. But that's what I told everybody. There's the 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 personality of the people. You would have think it was scripted, and like some Steven Spielberg was like, okay, you're going to be the small Ronjo kind of guy, scratchy voice, but you think you're ten foot tall. And obviously, Dad, you're going to be the fat loudmouth. And we have Julius <laughs> Hall, and we have Albert Lowe, and you know Roscoe Backus, and and you know Lawn Boy. You know, it's just it's oh, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. You couldn't make it up. Yeah, you had and you had Brooksy, and you yeah. know you had Moon, and you know all those guys down there playing. It's crazy. I mean, it was it was, you know. Looking back, it's like, I don't know how in the hell we didn't get rolled sometimes because right. your dad left that damn front door open right, all this, open. in the summertime. That door was wide open and, uh, you had every, anybody and anybody coming in and, uh, you know, it's, it's surprising that, you know, all the card games and how much money was floating that, around those tables every night that, you know, that we didn't get robbed. I mean, right. I'm shocked. No. And it's funny because I tell Kelly there is one picture, and, and I can't remember who it is, but they're eating wings. Because you remember, you know, people had their money stacked in front of them. But, like, he had, let's just say, if I'm sitting at a table, he had a stack of money and then a plate of wings in front, and he's basically eating over his money, if you will. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I had told Kelly, because, uh, you know, when Chip was here and, you know, when Morgan, you know, when we do go out to Chips for some lessons and stuff, get some work in, I say, Chip, just generically, because I try to tell Kelly this, just tell her, a guesstimation, what do you think, how much money at one given time was on that table? Oh, there had to be at least five grand, right. if not more. Right, right, if not more. And then I would tell people, and this is, and I don't care to talk about this, so once I became relevant in officiating, right, well, Pop, Pop, Pop knows all these guys. He should scratch this person, scratch that person, and I'm not going to name drop, but I told people, okay, so where's the line? Do I scratch so-and-so because he was at my house from Friday till Sunday playing cards for two and a half days, and I really haven't seen him in 10 years, but now that I'm an official, do I scratch him? Oh, yeah. You know, where's that line at? You know, who do I work for? Who I don't I work for? And I don't care to talk about it because, you know, it is what it is. Oh, and and let me tell you, there were some mammoth games down there because I can remember this is uh, – probably you know, late 80s, early 90s, I was working at DHL, and I worked from 12.30 to 5.30. I would go into DHL. I'd get off. I was working also, had a little gig at the post office. So I would go from DHL. I'd go to the post office, put in a couple hours there, go down back down to your dad's house for a game, for the card game, play all night, Go back to DHL, go to the post office, come back down to your house later in the afternoon, and the game's still going still on. Going, right. And it would go – you do two straight days like that. And, it was unbelievable. That's what I tell people, Long Boy, and, and, and God, I know, I know and I hope people believe me, but just, just another testament to it. People understand because the multiple days, Pepper Pod boxes, Pasquale's boxes, White Castle bags, just shit laying around. Because if you remember on 10th Street and obviously down on Columbia – or even Washington before that, you know, nobody took the garbage out. Every once in a while, hey, Roach, baby, hey, 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 
clean this shit up, take yeah. it out, you know, because they couldn't, they couldn't stack it nowhere else. Yeah. And nobody was getting up, leaving the table. Right, yeah. I mean, you got up to go to the bathroom and that was it. And you came back. No, no, sorry. I said Zach, <laughs> but, but no, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and it was funny because, you know, and your dad would, he would cut the pot. He would take, I think it was like two bucks out of every pot. And that was for whatever, you know, you wanted, you know, you know, Whatever you wanted from the store, food, you know, you know, whatever we were going to eat that night, you know, that's what paid for it. You know, you want cigarettes, you want, you want beer, whatever. You know, he'd, you know, he'd send your your uh, your uncle, the convict. Hey, run down to the store, go get this and this, and he'd just flip money to him. You know, right. it was. <laughs> I tell you what, it it was some crazy, crazy times. It was a lot of fun though. So there's this one picture, and and I know you're not on Facebook. Um, but, you know, I, I posted the thing earlier, and I, and I screenshotted it to you. I just want you to let you know in case somebody was to say something to you. But there's one Polaroid picture, and I don't know if my mom has it or if I have it from when they moved because they kind of boxed a bunch of stuff up, and it's in one of these closets, I think. I went through one box, but there's a Polaroid picture. And so this is when we lived on 8th and Columbia, which is now the middle school parking lot. Right. And you're sitting in that famous brown microfiber, um, you know, kind of country western looking couch that everybody had in the '80s. And you have like this neon pink and blue jumpsuit on with your gold <laughs> rope chain. And you, for those that don't know, Lon Boy, now he's like, well, I say I'm like him because he's older. We don't have much hair. He had the the locks, if you will, and he had the long blonde hair. And he's, if I'm not mistaken, you had like a TV dinner tray in front of you and you were either eating or shuffling cards. You were doing something. And that picture is somewhere, and I promise you I will find it. But oh, I'd love to um, see that. It's, it's, it's especially, unbelievable. Especially me with hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, that, so that thing needs to hit social media. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, hey, I promise you I will find it because – if I'm not mistaken, and got like Matt, you know, I got a stupid memory, and like a blue pin, you know, the old Polaroids on the bottom, it said Lawn Boy, apostrophe 89 or something. Like, it's exactly what it said. And we were down there, it was on 8th and Columbia. I'll never forget it, man. Um, but yeah, no, those are awesome. And, and thank you for bringing those up, man, because I tell people those all the time, and they probably think I'm full of crap. And when somebody else like echoes it, I'm like, "Listen, I'm not lying to you, man. I'm not lying to you." Oh, there was there was serious cash on those tables. I mean, and and, and there would be a there would be probably four or five people that just stood around and watched the game, and they'd stand there for hours just watching. <laughs> I mean, it was you know it was some fun time. So, um, all right, so you you played your softball. So, and you tell me, man. I know we have we have some little highlights here, but do you want to talk any more about your softball or or, 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 or even just that error? Oh no, I mean, I it was you know, it was probably the best error to be playing in. I mean, you know, I know that you know Joe's been coaching at it you know for quite some time, and that's a, a testament to his uh, dedication to it. But you know, I just I just look back and think you know, you you look now and you, you see these guys that. You know, they're four foot nothing, and they're hitting balls 350, 400 feet. And I'm like, that's crazy. There's no way in hell they would have done that back in our day. Right. You know, one, the bats weren't like they are today. Two, the balls aren't even, you know, you, you play up Softball City, Robbie Dixon would throw those damn, you know, it was like a damn sock after right. two innings, you know. Right. So, no, I mean, it, you know, that was, you know, when your dad was coaching and we were playing for him, that was, that was a fun time. So, you know, I enjoyed that, you know. I think the one, one, one great memory I have is uh, 
I think it was in 91, we went to uh, O'Fallon, Illinois for the the indoor the indoor World Series, and we ended up win- you know we didn't lose a game in that. And that was I mean that was a a who's who of. So hey, listen, I, I I'm going to let you tell. I'm going to wait till you're finished with O'Fallon, Illinois. And I hope you're going to tell the story that I have in my head every time I talk about this. But please go ahead. Was it going to be about Flake and, and Mr. Schiffer? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, we, no, don't no, want, no. we don't want to bring that one up. No, 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 no. This is to do with another team. <laughs> so now, now I, know, I know they went multiple years, and maybe you weren't there for this. So they were playing that team, right? Because it's indoor for our listeners. And please, Lomboy, jump in here. So basically, your third baseman and first baseman was your quote-unquote left and right fielder, if I'm not mistaken. Then you had your shortstop, second baseman, pitcher, catcher, and then you had like an outfielder. And and then if you wanted, you could have a rover, if I'm not mistaken. No, not now. I I don't know where they played after that, but the place that we played uh, that year, you had everybody out there. Uh, was it a full nine it, or ten? No, it was a full ten. Okay. Well, yeah. no, I take that back. It was nine. Okay. It was a full nine. Because I thought one of them played like what would be like either left and no, or because right. I mean because I played first base in uh, trying to think who who we all had. I think well, you had Moon, Midget, Moon, Moon. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Gasson Hughes, I think uh, Danny Duggins, uh, Marvin Doyle, Bobby Cole, because I drove with Bobby Cole, if I'm not mistaken. No, not Marvin. that year. Um, we had Jackie Collins. I drove down there with Cheese. Um, which, by the way, you just name dropped about what eight <laughs> Hall of Famers. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's see Doug Riley and uh, Jackie Collins, Cheese, so, Flake, you know, I don't, you know, so I don't know, you know, right, like where you said, they Because there were multiple years. Because if you remember, Dad called Steve, was this, is it Steve Popovich who was with the news? No, he was trying to call Tom Gamble because we were down the house. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because, no, but the news, though, one year. But we did get it, we yes. did get it on the news, but he wanted, he wanted Gamble to do a, a bigger interview. But they right. did mention it on the news because I remember your dad wanted to, he, he videotaped it. Yes, yeah, so it was like at the very with end. With the VCR, yeah. yeah. Like you said, for example, well, they just said, you know, and Michael Jordan wins his sixth six championship. And by the way, Schiffer Medals won the Indoor World Series in O'Fallon, Illinois. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was it. Uh-huh. Whatever it was. Yeah, he was he was pissed because he wanted he wanted to have like right, a, he wanted you know, the headline. A, you know, a, you know, sixty second or th- ninety second spot to yeah. highlight everything. But yeah, that was uh, that was a fun time. But, so and, and again, like they won it two or three years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. But there was the one year they did it. And gosh darn it, I, I, I'm sure we could probably call somebody. But there was a team they were playing who I guess was a decent team. Let's just say, was it um, Marardi's or Marodi's or whoever it may be. It was a big boy team, like an A-ball team. And, you know, Dad and them, or maybe even you, because I, I don't remember because there were multiple, but they just beat the crap out of them. And, you know, Dad always had that big wad of money in his pocket. And they are like, hey, baby, we can go outside and play. And, you know, Dad, Dad's tapping his left leg. Hey, baby, we can go outside and play. These guys, and I'm sure they were good, but, like, you just name-dropped seven, eight, nine Hall of Fame guys. You know, I don't think they knew what we had. And, again, for the listeners, and please correct me here, long boy. So, like, in center field, picture a diamond like you would um, home plate out to second base, and they had tarps. Yeah. So so basically, you had the netting that protected the roof, so you, you didn't hit in the rafters, and then let's just call it a what five by ten tarp. Yeah. And, and let, you had to hit. And that if you hit that, it was a home run. So let's just generically call that center field. But you had to hit it at the perfect angle, right? Because if you hit it too high, you would hit the net, which was a live ball. And if you catch right. it, it's an out. And then they had let's let's just call them 
two, let's call that the green tarp. Then we had two red tarps, what would be left and right center. And if you hit them, I think they were doubles. Right. But everything else was live. Yeah. And the place that we played, you know, they played soccer in there. So it was, it was a big, big, it was a big place, you know, but, uh, you know, it's nothing like the uh, sports zone up in Indy where there's, and you know, I don't know if you've ever been up there. It's, it's sick. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The only place I've been, and it was a handful of years ago when I was fortunate to play with Spit Seeds. We got in some indoor thing. And like you said, it was up in Ohio. So, like, it was an indoor thing. You didn't use a sponge ball. You used a regular ball. And like, oh, you, yeah. and like you said, the, the roof was, I don't even know, 30, 40, whatever it was, like, where you can swing. Yeah. And it's live. Because I'll never forget, you know, like, you know, they had the netting to protect the roof. But I'll never forget because I was the youngest on the team being you know, 20, whatever years old. And somebody hit one just perfect where we hit the sprinkler head. <laughs> so, it, so you know, the, the boop, 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 boop. We had a you know, fire truck. So me being a dummy, and here's why I remember this story. I had a white shirt on. And you're smarter than me and way more handier than me. You and everybody else probably knows that water's probably been sitting there for how long. So I go out there and I'm running through the water like a goofball. And seven, eight minutes later, as my shirt's drying, it's black from that, I guess, water just sitting, if you will. Right. But anyway, uh, but no, I've never been to that one in Indy. But uh, now that you say that, hell, I like to look into it to see if they have something oh, for yeah, my fast pitch team to go play. Oh, yeah, because I know uh, when my middle daughter played club volleyball, we had a tournament up there. And it was, we had an eight o'clock Sunday morning game, and they had already started softball. Right. On the other side of the complex. I mean, it was. That's crazy. Oh, you know, they, they play 24 hours around the clock. Right. See, now the one we did, because it was technically a quote unquote indoor world championship is what it was. Like people got rings and trophies and whatever. And guys, sorry if you hear Duke chewing on the bone in the background. But um, Matty Ice, again, Matty Ice is still here. Uh, sorry to leave you out. And, and my bad for not chiming in on you earlier before we move on. But you got anything? No, no, you're good. It's kind of interesting that you're talking about those card games, you know, the, you know, taking Emma out the chip house and literally hearing the exact same stuff. <laughs> talking about thousands of dollars sitting around and characters everywhere, days on end, people being awake and food boxes everywhere. So it's just interesting. So like, yeah, not that I didn't believe chip, but you know, just hearing that same thing, but, um, that's awesome. Um, and then, you kind of cut him off, so I want to hear about this memory line, boy. Oh you yeah, know, that's right. I did interrupt you for the indoor memory. <laughs> yeah. So how? No, no. Just yeah. uh, just the fact that you know, you know the the cast of character. You know, even though you had all these uh, really great players, they were all characters nonetheless. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get anybody in trouble now since it's been what 30 years. All they wanted to do was go to the titty bars. I'm like, <laughs> come on. Good Lord. Right. You know, that's all they wanted to do. And I'm like, you guys go ahead. So, you know, of course, we all, that, that's what we did. We all went to, I, I can't remember where the hell it was, you know. But I get in, I get my drink, and I sat there, and there was a game on TV, <laughs> and that's what I watched. And, you know, you know, the girls are coming up. Don't you want to dance? Or don't you want a, uh, a table dance or anything like Like. Oh, I got time for right, that. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm not wasting my money on you. Right. You I'm know. with you. That, that that's another not to get off topic here. It doesn't ever really interest me. Now, you know, like when we, you know, got married, you know, we, we all so what we did, we, we did a couples uh bachelor bachelorette party. So the boys did their thing, girls did their thing, 
and we all met up like at you know jerseys or huddles in Newport. You gotta think this is two thousand six, you know, right. um, because we didn't want. We had a bunch of couples that were in our wedding and couples who we're friends with. We don't want that bullshit <laughs> that stories get out and this and that right. happen. We're like, no, we're going to do a couple's bachelor bachelorette party and we're all going to meet back up. Everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but I, yeah, the, the, the strip club thing. Um, that's, you you know, know, it's, a, it's almost like, boys, you know, you've seen one booby, you've seen them all. You but don't, and another thing to your point. I, I promise you, since Kelly and I, like even with the kids, we've probably been in more strip clubs that we've been in now that we're adults with kids than we did pre-kids. You know what I'm saying? Because like, cause now we kind of do it. It's weird. I don't want to say it's fun, but you're like, ah, let's go over and have a drink or two. Hell, I don't know. And then we leave. You know, like, I don't know. It's weird. But uh, so, Matt, were you talking about that or are you talking about the story where he said about uh, Mr. Schiffer? Correct. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? Hey, God rest his soul. For those of you that don't know, and please, Lon Boy, you you're you were there. You probably better memory than me. But uh, Mr. Neil Schiffer and uh, I told this story about uh, the year when uh, they went to World, and there was seven or eight white Lincoln Continentals sitting on Eighth and Columbia Street, and people probably didn't know what the hell was going on because everybody came to the house before they left. But uh, Mr. Schiffer, he owned Schiffer Metals, which is in the west end of Newport. It was it was just a, a, a what a recycle yeah. metals salvage whatever you, uh, just metals. It was called Schiffer Metals, like metals as in a piece of metal. So you would take your copper and whatever down there, and they give you money for it, right? Oh yeah. And uh, I, I mean, Mr. Mr. Schiffer was an older gentleman, obviously, but um, and again, he was he, a great guy. Well, I was going to say that's one thing. Let's just think about that. So obviously there were Schiffer Metals and and, and not saying this because of dad but that team and that that was a brand you know around here so let's just how we'll never know because he's gone dad's gone i don't know who else will know maybe you might know how much money do you think he put into that oh he put a ton of money I mean, again let's just generic I mean, he paid for you know paid for everything but that's what i'm saying and, and i know I'm, I'm using one generic example here but he paid for seven or eight white lincoln continentals for everybody to carpool to world in you oh, know, yeah. so I'm sure he paid for hotels and uniforms and everything. Oh, yeah. else. I mean, they can, you know, and you know, you had you had him paying for everything. You know, just like some of the bigger teams, like Jays and VIP and all that. You know, Tony Merrill did the same thing right. with Florida Tan and yep. the dogs. You know, everything got paid for. You know, it was you know, it was nice being able to play back in. And, you know, right. You needed a glove, you got a glove. You right. need shoes. I remember playing a tournament up at Expressway. And I was slipping and sliding in the outfield, and Freak comes out, to, you know, in between innings. He's like, "What the hell's the matter?" I said, "Well, these damn shoes, you know, the, the my spikes are, you know, they're they're worn. They're worn." Yeah. Well, in between games, he went to, you know, I don't know where the hell he went. Right. Some sporting goods store. He came back with a pair of Nike Sharks for me. <laughs> the Sharks. That's I'm money, like, by hey, the way. Thanks, I appreciate it. So, hey, would you go fair to say? Probably besides like the Dion Cross trainers, the Nike Sharks might be the number one selling cleat of all time. Who who didn't have the Nike Sharks at some oh, point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice that I didn't have to pay for them. I know that. <laughs> all right. So again, uh, hey, Matty Ice, I no, got I, you. I'm going to keep that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep, keep it. it. Yeah, I'm going to keep that. I don't want. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to put Flake on the spot. Good enough. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> so Flake, uh, Steve Hannon, uh, Kurt Jones's brother. We'll give Kurt a shout out. So uh, which, by the way, we'll, we'll have uh, Kurt and Flake and. Uh, and uh, cheese on one time. But uh, um, it is funny, and, and this is just stuff that comes through my head. So uh, it's funny just talking about Dad here. And, and I, I am going to be selfish here for a minute. You know, his birthday's in June. 
Um, I think it'll be cool, man, to do. Hopefully, this thing's still rolling come June, but to do a show, have you, Hansel, you know? And again, I, I, I don't want to name people because hell, there's thousands of them oh, we can yeah. have. But you know, to get a handful of guys who let's just say who have kept relationship with me over the years, you know, that'd be pretty cool to do like on his birthday or something like that. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you know, your dad was a character, you know, love him or hate him. You know, you had to respect him. That's for sure. You know, no matter, you know, what your uh, views of him were, but, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed being around him. You know, he was, you know, there are plenty of times it was just me and him. We'd go, you know, we'd go to the bars together. You right. know, I'd come down the house. All right, where are we going, long boy? Right, you right. know, shit like that. Right. You know, it was, you know, your dad was a he. He was a piece of work for sure. <laughs> All right, Matty Ice, you got anything before we uh, transfer over here? Nope, good. All right, so, and again, by all means, you got anything else for your softball, long no, boy? We're good with that. I'm good. All right, so now you're coaching, and again, um, we, we talked about it. Um, how you started with Andy with the middle school deal. Um, so was that just because you had a kid in that moment and, and they probably needed a coach, I guess, and with your experience? Uh, I have no idea how that came about. You know, of course, you know, you know, I was coaching, you know, my oldest in the uh, Newport Rec League because at the time that was the only softball right. league and it, there wasn't, you know, I'm sure there was, you know, fast pitch, but I didn't know about fast pitch then. Well, well here's the thing, just to give people a timeline – I graduated in 2000, and at that time, I think besides the counties, the Boones and, and Campbell, they had some version of it, and I'm going, I always give Highlands because they were the closest inner city school, and they had both. They had a fast and slow, and if you listen to one episode, you heard Laura Schuster, now young, talk about Mondays was slow pitch, Tuesdays was fast pitch. Could you imagine that? Yeah, I think you know Northern Kentucky in the ninth region was the last – area in the state to go full fast pitch and that was i think 2005 or 2006 because newcap played a variation of both i think they played 10 games fast pitch 10 slow pitch or something and please help me out here i'm pretty sure i'm accurate with this the last year they had a slow pitch I don't know if it was all A or just even the normal state tournament. It was at Rivershore. And I want to say less generically, there was 12 teams. Yeah. And nine of them was from the ninth. And they were like, hey, guys, this is our last year. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. If you guys want to, whatever. But the KHSAA, we're done with slow pitch after this season. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, or not? No, you're right. Yeah, because right. it was at Rivershore, the la- right? The last, I think the last three or four tournaments were played down at Rivershore. And uh, I know New Cath was in the finals. I think hell they won. Newcastle ran, you know, right. ran away with the the slow pitch from like ninety seven through two thousand five. I mean they were in the fine. They won it four or five years and were in the finals two other years besides that. But yeah, they. Uh, but no, when I got into fast pitch, you know, with my oldest, you know, or into 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 softball coaching, it was slow pitch because you know right. I didn't I wasn't aware of fast pitch. Um, until, you know, she was in the sixth grade, and that's when, you know, sixth or seventh grade, and that's when uh, there was a, you know, this junior high league, and Andy was a coach, and I was helping him. And it was, you know, that was the only way that I was going to get my daughter to start playing fast pitch. Right. Because I knew, you know, once she got into high school, she was going to have to, uh, you know, transition to it. 
Sorry, guys. Uh, you'll see this in a bit. I just took our picture. So, yeah, so you said you got into it. You had the transition to yeah, it. Yeah, so, you know, and then uh, when she was a seventh grader, um, you know, I, I met with Denny and, and Dan Hosfeld. You know, Dan was a big inspiration in getting into the fast pitch because, you know, his daughter Danielle played, and, you know, I wanted um, – needed some advice about you know getting her into into playing fast pitch and dan was very helpful in that and uh so you know i got around with denny and dan and they were needing somebody to run their um, summer program they played games up at softball city and it was neat back then because it was uh i think you took two dollars a person to pay for the umpires and that's that's all it cost right you know so you know there were days you know where uh, Taylor, she was in the seventh grade, and Stephanie Lewis, her classmate, you know, they were two seventh graders, and they were playing with, you know, juniors and seniors on the high school level, playing softball, softball and they would play, you know, usually you played double headers. Well, we'd get up there, and, you know, some teams wouldn't have enough players, and they're like, you want to play another game? It's like, yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, so there are times that she was playing three, four games a night. And then yeah. it just, you know, the following year doing the same thing, and then, uh, you know, it slowly morphed into, you know, helping, you know, with the high school team and, you know, developed from there. So um, when the game went from slow pitch to fast pitch. I hated it. <laughs> I, I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. I thought, who in the hell wants to play this stupid game? I yeah. said, you know, you know, I, you know, and it was funny because, you know, back then, you know, if you didn't have, you know, you needed to have, besides having a good pitcher, I think the most, the key was having a catcher. Gotcha. You know, if you had a pitcher that can throw it over the plate fast, you better damn well have a catcher that can catch <laughs> the thing because if you can't, you're screwed. Right. You know, but no, that first year that they played fast pitch, you know, I, it was the most painful summer ever. Because, you know, every time a girl got on first base, you might as well just go on third. third. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, they could hardly get the ball over the plate. And when they did, the girls wouldn't swing, of course. And it's like, you know what? The first good pitch you see, swing at it. Because right. you might not see another one. Exactly. But, uh, you know, so that first year, I, you know, I was, you know, I was almost ready just to give it up. But, you know, stuck with it, stuck with it. And, you know, now, you know, it's the only game worth right. watching. I don't. Crazy, I don't watch baseball at all. Crazy? You know, because the game takes forever. Right. You know, my whole fan. You know, my wife, all three of the girls. When the College World Series comes on TV, you know, all five of us are there watching it. Right. You know? Now you're right. And again, just selfishly with myself and you know my team and even Morgan, when we're traveling in the summer. You know, on the, we have the YouTube TV or whatever. They're watching college fast pitch. Oh, yeah. You know, they're watching LSU play or Florida play or whoever it may be. No, I mean, it's it's so much fun to watch, you know, these girls play and, you know, the athleticism of them. You know, you see girls diving for balls, you know, kind of like, you know, I, I tell, you know, Rob Coffey's daughter, you know, Haley, she was one hell of a, a player. You know, she wasn't afraid to get dirty right. and dive for balls. McClay Branson, you know, same thing. You know, I love watching kids like that play. Right. And, you know, you watch, you see kids at the high school level be able to do that. And then, you know, watching these girls in college do it, you know, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. So just a side note, and the squirrel ran by when we first talked about it, me being on the officiating end, could you imagine being an umpire those first 
first two, three, four years of fast pitch, how miserable. Like you said, as a coach and as a fan, how terrible was it? Being an umpire, like you said, there could have only been, what, a handful of girls who even knew how to do that motion right. to even come close to throw a strike. No, it, that had been miserable. And, and you know, umpires, you know, after a while, they got to call anything a strike right. just to get the game moving. Right. So, you know, and, you know, you'd sit there, you know, and you'd know some of these guys that were umping, and, you know, they'd call a strike, and it was nowhere near a strike, and you'd just look at them and shake your head and laugh, and you knew, you know, what was right. up, but. Yeah, but they had to do it because crummy shit. He'd be out there forever. Right. Well, and I'm gonna name drop my niece, Sarah niece. The first time I went to a fast pitch game, it was when obviously you guys were up Newcath, and my niece went to Newcath for the listeners. And you guys were playing somebody. It was up at Bartlett. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't Vets too. It was Bartlett. And that was the first time. And if you want to name drop, I don't remember who was playing third, but basically where I saw the wheel. You know, on a normal bunt or a normal play. Obviously, in baseball, we've seen it, but to see it on 60 foot bases and to see girls doing it. So, basically, what it was, it was. It's Lauren Zimmerman. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't want to assume that, but I, I thought it was her. So, basically, we have, let's just say we have the batters on a, a bunt or a fake bunt. So, she's wheeling, the shorts covering the third. And I'll, I'll never forget, I was sitting up top of it. I was like, what the hell? And, and, and in my mind, respectfully to girls, I'm saying, so hold on. We want that girl to pitch it, that girl to catch it, and to throw it to the shortstop on the run on the way to third base. Timeout. <laughs> it ain't happening. But but to your that was hell, what, five, six, seven years ago, you know. But um it was just it was a, my first time only other time I saw a fast pitch game before that, and I'm gonna name drop Johnny Steele here. We was over at River City East hitting, if I'm not mistaken. Um, St. Ursuline, Urs- that's their home field. Right. Because we would be hitting if you walk into, I still call it River Star, for the old school, new school. You walk uh, in the first yeah, field on, on the, the left. left. Correct. Me and Johnny was hitting on the right, and we got done hitting because they had to drag it. Why? Because they had league nights that night. Right. And, you know, St. Ursuline's happened to play, and I'm like, I'm going to walk over here for a minute. Now, Johnny's daughter played, so he would he had the windmill down pretty good. He'd wing it to me as we were kind of warming up. Right. So I went over and watched it, and I was like, man, this is this is interesting, you know, and then fast forward to where I saw, you know, my niece play up Newcath, and I'm like, all right, this, I get it. You know, at first I was like, what the hell? But then, like, to your point, the first time you you see it and you're like, these girls comply. Oh, yeah. You know, and but rewind that 2005, 2006, 2007, when we're up in the air, we're going to do fast or slow or every other day. I just still can't fathom that. Yeah, it was, I can't. It was it was rough, and you know, then it, you know, I would. This is when you actually had a, a newspaper to read, but reading the paper and watching, you know, reading about Kristen Allen out at Ryle. Yes. Um. So one year, I think it was two thousand seven, we went at, they were playing the regional final at Dixie. It was uh, Ryle and Connor. I mean, they were always it was always it was the county those school, two, right, right, right? You know, because they had the best teams, and I think uh, I think Connor had is it Kristen Robinson, or Kelsey Robinson, something like that. But they had a really good pitcher themselves. I mean, this girl threw some gas. So we're sitting, you know, me, my wife, and Taylor were right there, Dixie, watching the game, and uh, the girl for Connor's warming up and. You know, she goes out the mound and she starts a game off, and you know she's bringing it. And then, you know, next, you know, next half inning, here comes Ryle, and that first pitch that um, Chris and Allen threw, I mean, like my mouth just hit the floor. And I looked at my wife and Taylor, and Taylor's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, 
So I'll, that I'll, was the first time. That was the actual first high school fast pitch game. I so now this is a girl with Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I always tell people this story. The old off turfway sports of all sorts. We're in there hitting men's softball. You know, we, we, right. we quote unquote rented a tunnel, and I knew her. She was a taller girl, what long curly hair, whatever it was. And I saw her. I think, if I'm not mistaken, she probably had a row. Her and her dad were in there. I tell the story all the time because this is. I'm like, because I've heard of her, and I'm like, we're literally in the tunnel next to her. I'm like, hey, girl, are, are you that pitcher? You know, because I don't know the hell she is. You right. know, but her and her dad was out there, sports of all sorts, which would make sense because they live out in. Florence or Union, and they probably went there to get some work in. But like, I just remember seeing her. Like, now that I know what I know now, in that time frame, obviously she was good because she went to Oklahoma. She didn't go to Southwest Oklahoma. She went to Oklahoma. But I just gotta imagine how advanced she was in the game oh, at that I, time. I mean, it was. I mean, you know, she could have just. You know, her 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 defense could have just sat in lounge chairs and watched. <laughs> I mean, she really didn't need anybody behind her because, I mean, right. she threw, you know, you got to remember, back then, the pitching, the rubber was only 40 feet away, not 43. See, see look, so, look, I'm learning something. So 40, 40 feet, and then on top of that, her as tall as she was, right. her stretch, you know, she's probably releasing the ball at probably 36? 34. No, oh, no. More? You know, oh, yeah, probably about 34 feet. Right. So, I mean – there's See, no way and, anybody could, you know, and, you, you you should be proud if you were able to just foul one off right, from her. Just, so, and I'm glad you say that. And Matt, please chime in here. Which, by the way, Matt uh, Buford, he, um, the Bufords have had a Buford graduate from Dixie High School since like 1964 or something like that. Am I right, Matt? <laughs> it's not quite that long, but yeah, probably <laughs> around 80, 81. And uh, we were in there up until, well, Jalen uh, graduated in 2019. So, in some way, shape, or form, there was some blood. In the it, but, yeah, I was aware of what uh, Lomboy's talking about in regards to the um, the pitcher's mound. See, I did not know that. Um, be, being moved back because I think as the game started to evolve, uh, and well, as it got from where Chris was talking about it in the beginning, it sounds like a complete train wreck. Um, but when you started to have pitchers that finally figured out what to do, I remember my brother was actually – one of my older brothers became a teacher and later was the athletic director at Dixie. And I started talking about that. He's like, oh, you like to go watch strikeouts and bunts? And, <laughs> and I was like, and then that's when I was like, yeah, well, I kind of went and that's kind of what it was. But I think it's exactly what you're saying. Moving that mound back was crucial because you, there's no way you would have the reaction time when you were facing a good pitcher to do anything but bunt. I would hope you would agree. Oh, no, no. I mean, especially, you know, Back then, I think he had. You know, I'm, I'm drawing from way back. I think there might have been, you know, four or five really good pitchers, and those girls threw gas. So you know, if you know, like you said, you know, they're throwing, you know, from forty feet with their stride, you're looking at probably thirty five, thirty four, depending on how tall they are. So the the first thing that came through this head when you said that, I think of Jenny Finch. So she's throwing from, like you said, 34 feet, right? No. Or, or at that time was the mound no, moved back? No, it was already um, moved back. I think it was moved back by then. Okay. And, and again, I'm got awful with dates. I have no idea. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Matt, just so you know, because um, uh, you're familiar with it, 
just spilled as I go to put my drink down. Just spilled all over my notes, uh, like I do every other episode. So uh, I finally all right. They're usually not too much on the paper anyway. So <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So I finally wised up, Coach. I, I took a chair and I have it sitting here, like right next to my hip. So that way, uh, hopefully, we can prevent that. But you know, you know, talking about Christian Allen going to Oklahoma, you know, I I think her freshman year she got some considerable playing time, but unfortunately for her. They recruited a lefty that threw seventy-two miles an hour in Kaylani Ricketts. So, you know, she she had to you know sit by and and watch Kaylani throw. And I'll tell you, last night we were out the Schuster's house out there with Youngie and them, and um, Poop LSU was playing, and you know it. He has a nice setup. I'm gonna give him a shout out. A couple TVs on. LSU's playing whoever. And, you know, they had the pitch speed, and this girl was like 74, 72. It's like, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. And and that's what I always tell people. Like, you know, um, my parents that I coach, again, this isn't a shot or anything, but, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm going to give a shout-out here to Mike Cutter. Him and I spoke earlier. We haven't, you know, spoken in a while. So his daughter was with us. If You've probably seen his practice many times. You've been up there. Um, she's now with Magic Gold. Good for her, man. It's an upgrade. They're, you know, no hard feelings. They did it the right way. But we were that's what we were just talking about is um, how I told our girls two years ago in Shelbyville, Indiana, how awesome would it be if you got a 30% on a test and they gave you an A? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's, what, that's what baseball and softball is. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe softball, probably more towards 40, depending on what level you play, but still. But um, that's what we were just saying, just for people that don't understand that. And again, if you don't believe me, just hit the little button on the side of your phone or Google it. Google, like, our pictures on our team, pictures, sorry, our pictures on our team, we're, we're roughly 47 to 55, all five of my pictures. And I say five because I'm being arrogant. Not many teams have five pictures. But from 40 feet, it's like equivalent, don't quote me, it's like 78 or 81 miles an hour. People don't understand that. Oh, yeah. And, I, and, and that's what I jokingly tell my parents when their kid's struggling. Hey, you go behind the backstop. It's coming. It's coming hot, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I I was listening to your one your one podcast. I think you were talking with Rob Coffee, and uh, somebody mentioned you know to go on YouTube and uh, Google the ESPN. Uh, That's the, the Scientology of it, not Scientology. It's, it's, Good night. Uh, no, it was the um, it's sports science. Sports science. Good and night. That's the, I'm giving. I'm giving. Uh, and uh, it's Dan, it's Danielle Laurie. Shout out, yeah. Danielle Laurie that pitched it. Uh, University of Washington that uh, is doing that, you know, is the one that's pitching, and, you know, they showed that, you know, the uh, the angle of the pitch, you know, it's it's normal, it's, uh, it's always going to rise because it's coming from down below, whereas a baseball player, he's elevated on that mound and he's throwing down, it, the ball's automatically going to drop. Right. You know, with a with a softballer, it's automatically going to rise. Which, by the way, I love it when parents at ten years old. I'm sorry, parents whose kid are ten years old say they got a rise ball. No, it's just a fastball going high. Is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the normal <laughs> progression of the pitch. Exactly. Usually. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I mean, I'm glad you think that, but and that's and that's and that's one thing that just <laughs> boggles my mind. Here we go, even, Coach. Hey, even, we're, even, we're open up this box. Even no, wait, yep, you know, <laughs> with with even with you know the, the some of the travel teams and even mostly with the with the high school teams, you know, you got you got people trying to call pitches. Most of these pitches in high school, 
I don't care if they're playing travel ball. They got one. They got a fastball, and they got a changeup. Hopefully, a changeup. Yeah, that's right. Other than that, you know, trying to call pitches for some of these kids, and you know, trying to you know hit sp- certain locations. Stop. Right. I mean, so, just get her to throw the damn thing over the plate. Right. That's all you want. And, and it's funny to hear you say that. Is for the listeners and those who Chip is when people talk about a true rise ball. And you know, Chip's all about numbers and data. He's like, there's like, there's like 21 people in the world that can throw a legit rise ball. Do you understand the motion and spin you got to have to have a legit rise ball move? Right. You know, and and I say this when he tells me that this guy's kind of relevant. You know, he kind of knows his shit. And um, but anyway, it's, it's just funny, man. And and well, but, I don't know shit, but I know one thing: most of these high school girls can hit locations. You know, right. they don't have five and six pitches. Right. You know, for high schoolers in Northern Kentucky, you need two pitches, a fastball and a changeup. Exactly. You've got those two pitches, you can be very successful. That, that's what, and I'm going to give. Uh, and on top of that, I don't, you know, I I wouldn't want anybody, I don't. I wouldn't want a pitcher to throw anything but those two right. pitches because you got to learn to perfect those two pitches before you can even think of moving on to something else, like hitting spots and location. Right. Just get in the general area. Right. You know, but for the most part, get the damn thing over the plate. Right. That's all we ask for. But, and I'm going to give Mike Cutter another shout-out here because that's what, you know, because he would call pitches for us, you know, because I kind of do the offense, he does the defense, and and um, that's what he said. He would tell our pitchers, and respectfully, you know, I, I hey, hey, when you're at your pitching coach, by all means, man, mess around with a curveball or a screwball. But do it. But like Cutter always told our pitchers, if you can't throw seven or eight out of ten for a strike, don't work on the goddamn thing. We ain't throwing it. No. You know, and, and that's what would happen sometimes, you know, because don't get me wrong, the kids themselves, not even saying my team, let's just say kids in general, because, hey, I, I, my pitching instructor, we worked on it, and it was great. And, you know, we call it in the game, and the damn thing hits the top of the backstop at the vets, you know. Well, um, that's that's the other thing, you know. If this is this is just me personally. If, if you're sending your kid to a pitching coach and they can't throw the ball over – like you said, seven to ten, seven out of ten times, but this pitching coach is teaching them how to throw a change up and a drop curve and all this other BS. Then you're you're getting taken for your money, because you know if if they can't get the ball over just on a regular fastball, you know, you're right. Now you're right. It's um, and, and that's one thing. And I told my girls last year. And again, I'm very fortunate, and, and, and I'm so proud of what we are, and, and the work that my that my pitchers put in themselves. But um, you know, I'm like, listen, girls, fastball changeup. You know, because if your curveball misses, it's just a fastball down the gut. Mm-hmm. If your slider, quote unquote, slider misses, it's a fastball down the gut. If you know, but a changeup, we're going from 53 to 41 or 44 or pick a number. That's the difference. That's the difference. Well, you know. Dan Hosfeld's daughter, Danielle. So just curious, hold on. I'm sorry. That's the second time you mentioned that name. Please tell me and the listeners who he is. Dan Dan's a Bellevue grad, but his daughter, Danielle, was the North Kentucky Player of the Year in 2011 for, for, Newcast? for Newcast. Okay. Um, she led this. She led Northern Kentucky in strikeouts her junior and senior year. Her junior year, she had 330 strikeouts. 
senior year is 270. Okay, so I'm dumb. I mean, what's normal? Uh, 100? I don't know. Yeah, probably about 150 to 200. Okay. I mean, she she threw gas and she was about five foot nothing and 100 pounds. Gotcha. If she would have been, if she had any bit of size, she could have played at a really top level. But she got, I mean, she got, uh, she got a scholarship to uh, Mount St. Joe okay. to play softball. And I, I mean, sitting in the dugout and watching Dan call pitches for Danielle during the season. You know, Danielle was a senior when my oldest Taylor was a freshman. And, you know, just sitting in the dugout watching Dan call pitches. And Danielle had the nastiest changeup of any high school pitcher I've ever seen. Um, when she would throw this, girls would be swinging and the ball wouldn't even be halfway near the plate. I mean, right. they were so far out in front because Danielle knew how to conceal it so good. I mean, and every time he would he would call for it to throw a change up, you know, I just look at him and just shake my head. I said, "That's not fair." Right. I mean, it, it's right. it was truly the sickest change up I'd ever seen. And, you know, it was funny because you know once Danielle graduated. Uh, Denny, Coach Denny Barnes. Which, by the way, and bad job by me, let's rewind. Uh, which, by the way, Lombo, we're 57 minutes in. Isn't that crazy? It, it flies by. So let's rewind 40 minutes ago, who is now back as the active coach at Newport Central Catholic. Correct, correct. Okay. Sorry, yeah. did you, just to give him a shout-out. Yeah, Den, Den, Denny was the very first coach for right. the new KF softball. I just want to give him a shout-out because we talked about you leaving, but we never mentioned who yeah. was taking over. So, you know, when Denny um, – so when my daughter was an eighth grader, or after her eighth grade year, after her JV season, Denny, Denny told you know came to me and said you know I'm going to need a pitcher for, you know because we didn't have, there was no other pitcher we had one other girl I think and and Dan Hosfeld's daughter uh, Heather was a pitcher she was the same age as my daughter Taylor, but uh, she didn't want to play so. Denny, we needed another pitcher, so I thought, you know, he said, you think Taylor can learn how to pitch? I said, well, I'll give it a whirl. So for about six months, we went in the New Calf Black Box Theater, and I um catching for my daughter to just learn how to pitch. And for about six months, my knees and shins took a beating because she'd throw the ball all over the place. But she finally was able to get it down to where – you know, she didn't have any real speed, but she got it over Those the strikes. plate. Those strikes. Just get it over the plate. Right. And, you know, I'm very anal when it comes to stats. You know, Dan Hosfeld did Which, a great job. Which, by the way, we are going to get into, but go ahead. Dan did a great job of keeping stats. And then what I would do is compile everything. You know, it looks like, you know, you know Major League Baseball uh, records. Well, that's how I would keep the, the softball stats for New Cat. But you look, you know, the the year that my daughter did the majority of pitching as a sophomore, you had Lauren Zimmerman at third base, uh, Michaela Ware at shortstop, Casey Coles at second base. These girls had 70, 80 assists and 50 and 60 putouts because my daughter, you know, I told her, get it over the plate. You've got defense behind you. Right. Great defense behind her. Yep. You know, and that's you know that's why all those you know that that so, her sophomore year when she did the, the majority of pitching, and then you know your niece Sarah came in. And she did a great job, 
But yeah, I mean that's get the damn ball over the plate, right? And you know you got fielders back there. Don't try to strike everybody out, right? That's the thing. Um, and again, I love my girls feed, to death. Feed your defense. What what happened? <laughs> I said feed your defense. Feed them. Lay let them eat. But that's yep. the one thing that I always and gets to bring up my team. And I'm very fortunate that this, this doesn't happen much. But on my A lesson girls, I give them kind of my men's softball analogy. I'd rather have six line drives past my face than two walks. You know, as corny as that sounds to your average listener, I'd rather have six of them be three inches from my face than me walk two people in a row. You know, throw uh, strikes, man. Throw strikes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, feeding your defense, you know, Taylor's junior year, she was pitching against Scott. And she threw a no hitter. She struck out four batters and she walked one. Yeah. So after the game, you know, we're out in, out in the outfield and Denny's talking to him. And uh, you know, Denny knew that she threw a no hitter. You know, Dan knew he th- she threw a no hitter. And uh, he says, "Coaches, you got anything for us?" And uh, I asked. I said, "Does anybody know how many hits Scott had tonight?" And everybody's. No, no. Taylor, do you know him? No. I said, you threw a no-hitter. And they're all like, really? She threw a no-hitter? I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. Right. I mean, you know, if it was guys, right. they would oh, know, they'd be all over they, it. They would know how inning. many strikeouts there were, where right. the, you know, all How many this. total pitches and strikes and but balls. Yeah, and but yeah, yeah. during that game, I think the infield, there was like, uh, you know, 15 outs, you know, 15 assists by the right. infielders alone during right. the game. I mean, that's, you know, and that was, you know, I, and after the game, you know, of course I congratulate Taylor, but I, I got her infield together with her. And I said, you know, you, you need to thank these guys because right. without their defense, you don't throw a no hitter. Right. Well, and, and, and I'm sure you would agree. It's the generic saying, Hey, throw strikes. You got a defense behind you. Right. You know, um, but anyway, uh, Matty Ice, uh, I got something. Uh, th- this squirrel just ran by me and dropped the note off. Uh, we're we're, we're going we're gonna to switch topics here. You got anything else on this? No. Okay. No, we're good. All right. Well, uh, I want to switch this up because everyone knows I- I'm proud as can be. Uh, Lawn boy, if you look over your right shoulder, you'll see that sign over that way. It says Newport Born and Bred. I have a sign at the bottom of my steps. It says Newport born and bred, and, and, and I'll be that till the day I die. And I talk about Newport a lot. I talk about Covington Homes a lot. When I say Covington Homes, not so much the school, but just the city as well. Newport and Covington, it's just different. It's not like anywhere else in Northern Kentucky. And, Lomboy, do you have anything to add on to that? Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. It's different. Um, and, and I say that being proud. But on the flip side, for those of you that don't know, Dad – Went to Newcath. Correct. And he, I think, is class of 77 with Tim O'Hara and, and that group. Um, and, and the reason why I say that, because multiple times I do bring up Newporter Holmes on this episode, and, and, and I mean it as a proud thing. But one other thing that I want to bring up to you, and hey, Matty Ice, I'm hitting with the goosebumps right now, <laughs> is I, I literally, when I was in high school, I would have dreams you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, I dated a couple, you know, girlfriends back then. And, and I always had the dream or the thought of, man, that's Newport Catholic. Like it's, it's just different, right? Cause Highlands, you have, you have the, the big fish in the big pond, Newcath, you have, you have, you know, small fish in a small pond. 
um, two difference between Newport, Newcath, and Highlands were what one point four miles, mm-hmm. if you're lucky. Um, just and again, I'm going to talk for a second to be selfish. Just how unique that is. Growing up, I'm going to name drop a couple people. I love everyone to death. If I forget you, but Danny Sharp and Mayer and Wallinghorse, all my buddies I played baseball with at Newcath, and then I had the Gadulies and, and and you know all them guys in Highlands who I was friends with. But just to have three schools within a mile and a half of each other and at different levels, right? So we have Highlands, the stereotype of Highlands, or I'm sorry, the stereotypical Highlands, you know, it's Highlands. And you have Newcath on the other end, but smaller. And then you have your kind of quote unquote rougher Newport. So in your experience um, of going to Newcath and and growing up how you grew up and where you grew up and uh, being around the people you've been around, how much of an impact has that been, whether it be growing up where you grew up or even just being going to Newport Catholic in general? No, I, you know, I grew up in Bellevue and I went to St. Anthony's grade school and, you know, with, you know, my parents being practicing Roman Catholics, you know, we went to church every Sunday and we still do, you know, um, I knew, Hey, hold yeah. on. Which, by the way, I know he goes to church because I texted him at eleven this morning, and I didn't hear back from him until six o'clock. <laughs> no, I went to church at seven o'clock this morning at St. Xavier downtown. <laughs> I got up right and early, but anyway, you know. So, you know, going to to St. Anthony's in Bellevue, um, you know, I knew, you know, after you know probably fourth or fifth grade, you know, I was going to Newcath, you know. And most of my class went to Newcath. There was I had uh let's see, there was eight guys and eight girls in my class all the way through. Wow. And four of the boys and four of the girls went to Newcath. Four of the boys, four of the girls went to Bellevue. Really? And which by the way, I'm glad you said that, because I didn't want to interrupt you as you were talking. But I know I mentioned Newport, Newcath, and Highlands. Let's give Bellevue and Dayton a shout out. You have five schools in the same district, no more than seven miles apart. Oh hell, it's even shorter. Well, no, well, well, yeah. well, by, the, by the time you get to Dayton from you Highlands, hit, you yeah. can hit them all in you know five minute intervals, right, right, easily right, just right. driving and, around. And which, by the way, uh, just to give you a shout out, so was Jimmy the class of '84 Pangalo? Yeah. Well, because and again, so a couple of things here, and 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 Matt Matty Ice uh, note this here. I do want to come back to the Newport Catholic deal, but uh, on the Facebook, Jimmy gave you a shout out. You know, hashtag class of '84. I didn't know that you guys were together. Yeah. Um, Love Jimmy to death. Great people. Uh, but the other thing um, with that is, uh, good night. Hold on, squirrel. That squirrel ran by again. Shit. What was it, Matt? What was I talking about? We were talking about something about Newport, Bellevue, Dayton. Well, well yeah, just how how close the the, the five schools are. And yeah, then, we were going into the Pangallo and eighty four and all that. So yeah, but. Man, I had something else. He'll come back. Don't worry, he'll he'll, he'll come back. He always, oh, hey, he'll come back quick. Hey, I'm gonna come back l- with a different nut usually. But that's all right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> gosh darn it. I, I forget it, but I'm sorry, guy. I forgot where I was going with that. See, this is where if I had my notes up here, I would have written it down. See, you shouldn't look such a damn fun. I know. Yeah. Well, I was looking because. So for those of you that don't know how this works, is we have this road podcaster which works via Bluetooth. My phone is hooked up via Bluetooth. So I got to turn my phone on do not disturb. So if somebody was to text me or call me, I wouldn't even get the alert because it's going to go straight to voicemail. So that's why frequently, because Maddie Ice isn't home, um, you couldn't make it tonight. I got to check my phone just to be sure, like the kids and Kelly's upstairs. And 
And again, just so y'all know, I had to check my phone because Kelly's mom texted us who does our taxes. I need a picture of your ID. So I had to be sure Kelly took care of that. <laughs> and that's when I looked at my phone and it said, Jimmy Pangallo commented on your post. Oh, squirrel. Hey, he came back around, coach. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Hey, we, we were at Newcath at Vets 2. That squirrel was over on Newport's field at Vets 1. He made it around. So, yes, here's my question. You have a, multiple Twitter accounts. Why don't you have a Facebook? Because I want to tag you in this shit, and you don't have one. I've never even thought about getting on Facebook. But you have Twitter. So what's the difference? I don't need it. I, 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 it's just one more thing that I don't need. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, you hearing that, Coach? Hey, T, you see what I, I did? It? Yeah, I see what you did. I see what you did. Yeah, no, I've I've just I've never had. I mean, in you know, with what I'm doing now, I don't even get on my personal Twitter page. No, I know, but like when I put my post up today, and by the way, tell the truth to the listeners. When I sent you that, like, hey, I, I screenshot it what I put out on Facebook earlier this morning. Yeah, we didn't talk about doing a podcast yet at that moment. It no. wasn't until about three, four hours later. I'm like, "Hey, I what are you, you doing tonight?" <laughs> you sent you sent that message about ten o'clock this morning, and I didn't see it until what the hell time did I call you? Four thirty, five o'clock. That's why I was wondering if you were still in church or not because I didn't know what you were doing. It's <laughs> a long mass. Then. <laughs> no, so for the listeners, um, you know, Chris does not have Facebook, um, and, and, and I'm going to hopefully segue into this this next part here. Um, I want to put him up on the pedestal here because uh, for those of you that don't know, Northern Kentucky Fast Pitch, and please chime in here, it's probably roughly 10 years behind in Fast Pitch. Would you kind of generically say that's fair? I know we're catching up a little bit, but yeah. as a whole, yeah, as a whole. So Chris um, has, 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 has taken so much time and, and, and effort and, and I'm sure some of his money and, and everything else to try and put a spotlight on it. So um, Matt and I, we with Chris not doing it, but hopefully with Chris's help, we're going to do a preview for the Northern Kentucky High School Fast Pitch. So basically, that's the eighth, the ninth, and tenth regions all up here in Northern Kentucky. And again, please chime in here, Lon Boy, from Mason County up. Basically, is what yeah. we're doing. And 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 I want Chris to be a part of that because he's the one to put the spotlight here, and I want to keep the guy working the spotlight behind the spotlight. So hopefully, he can come on here with Matt and I, and and, and we can do this preview here in the next week. So Saturday they had a coaches meeting and and um, I went out there um, to be a part of it just to show my face and tell them who I am and and, and what the expectations are, um, and just to sit there in that meeting for a couple of minutes and to hear them talk about Chris in a positive way of everything that he has done. So for those of you that don't know, so the coaches association and I hope to God they don't get mad at me. I've been on our basketball and football committees. This isn't nothing behind the scenes secret kind of stuff. I'm just being straight up and down with you. So Chris has been the president. Am I correct? I've been president for since 2013. Okay. So for seven years, he's been president. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he's done a lot. And me sitting in that meeting just for 15, 20 minutes. Um, and just to hear them you know, well, normally Chris, you know, normally Chris would have, well, at this point, Chris would have, you know, just saying the stuff that, that, that he has done in the past. And, um, you know, him and I have talked about this, talked about this cause I called him and I'm like, Hey man, just so you know, like 
you know, you got name dropped at this meeting today and I hope you take it as a compliment and it's not me being anything negative towards them. And I hope they, if they, if, and when they do listen to this and like I told them, look, I'm basketball and football official. I've been a part of our committees. I'm, I am being arrogant here, but I'm kind of relevant. I've, I've been involved in things. I know how things work. Um, but I just want to give a shout out, man, to, for those of you, when you hear about these, uh, Northern Kentucky high school, fast pitch softball awards, and I'm going to pat him on the back here, and I do want you to give the credit to the people who helped you with that. And I don't even want to say a percentage because I don't want to discredit some of these other people, but a lot of it's due to Chris. I mean, and again, I don't want you to say nothing. Just be humble and take it, and that's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll speak for you so that way no, nothing comes back on you. What are they going to do to pomp? I ain't nobody. But my point is Chris has done so much to, to put a spotlight on it. And, Matt, I'm going to bring you in here because your brother – who who is as you would say, that's aggressive. Ate up with <laughs> ate up with Northern Kentucky fast pitch. What was the first thing he told you when you told him that we were potentially going to you know do this preseason thing with with Chris? Oh, he, he said Lomboy was absolutely huge for the game of fast pitch and the things that he did. Um, even the ninth region tournament, so, you know, what, what holding it down there at Bartlett and how the condition that field was kept in and um, the Twitter and the live game feeds and it really just, you know, putting a spotlight on it, like you said. And he said it was huge and it's going to hurt him not being there. <laughs> and that's straight up what, what Doug had shared, you know. He is, he's ate up in it. My niece graduated from Dixie in uh, the last full season that they were able to have. And, um, you know, Doug got ate up in it, but nothing but uh, praise and good things he's always said about about Chris and, and what he what he's done for the game. Well, I appreciate that. No, I and, you know when you know when I started doing you know updates and, and stuff like that. You know, I had selfish reasons at first. You know, I wanted to promote Newport Catholic and its softball program and my daughter and her teammates, but you know. As as the years went on, you know, I'm looking like, you know, we've got some really talented teams and some really good kids out here that aren't getting their just due. You know, softball in northern Kentucky is like the redheaded stepchild. Right. You know, it is. You know, you got basketball, soccer, volleyball. Those are the three big ones up here. And, you know, when it came to any kind of notoriety – you know, softball got left out in the cold. I mean, you know, basketball is always going to have, you know, it's well, right. Hold on. Football's kind of relevant. Well, no, I'm talking for oh, girls sports. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, hey, listen, I apologize. <laughs> but no, you know, basketball, you know, you know, you, you get, you get crowds that come for girls basketball games. You get right. crowds that come for volleyball for the most part. You're right. Soccer, there's crowds. Softball. Negative. It's grandma and grandpa and mom and dad and maybe a brother and a sister. Right. You know, so there's nobody there to, to actually see it. Now, I will say, you know, when we started hosting the uh, regional up at uh, Bartlett and our, or Newport Vets, I mean, we had some kick-ass crowds. So I mean, many, so it many was people some big-time crowds. Compliment that, and I think it's the layout. And, again, this is the squirrel. I'm going to go back to, like, the um, uh, the softball tournament up there in um, – 
Oh, poop, I'll think of it in a minute. The Strohs, where they camp out and stuff along the fences. Yeah. So, like, at the Newport Vets, like you said, people bring their tents and their chairs, oh, and, yeah. they, and they just ride along the fence. Yeah, well, I, I think mean, it's the atmosphere. I mean, it was nice, you know, when, it, when, the, when the tournament was held out at NKU, it's great for the players and the coaches because NKU is a great facility, to, you know, a great field for the kids to play on. It's nice for the coaches to be in a, you know, shaded dugout. But for the fans, it's absolutely terrible. terrible. It's a, it's a shithole, right. plain and simple. You right. know, I hate to be frank about it, but shout out to Chip Greg. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, if if you're not sitting in the bleachers, right. you're screwed because right. you can't sit down the sidelines and out on the fence line. They got the the tarps up. You can't see through the fence. Right. I mean, it's it's absolutely terrible. And then you know, on top of you know, um, you know the concessions that they were charging for people and parking and all that, you know, now parking ain't the best up at Newport vets, but at right. least it's free. Right. And you know, if you had to, you get a, a drive on the, the golf cart to get right. you down That's to the right. fields. But, uh, you know, I mean, Newport vets was it, it, it was like a summer ball tournament for the regional because right. you started at 11 o'clock and people didn't leave. They stayed for all the games. Yeah. No, and, you're right. You know, so, but no, getting back to you know what I you know I enjoyed I enjoyed doing all that stuff for not only softball but I enjoyed doing it for you know basketball boys and girls in in football you know I figured hell if I'm at the game why not you know let people know what the hell's going on well and, and you know and it you know at first I was just doing it for Newcastle sports but right. you know. You know, when you get a coach's pass, you get to get in free to anything you want to go to. So it's like, hey, well, let's go to this game. And hell, while I'm here, I might as well send, you know, send some updates. And, you know, so it just morphed into, you know, you know, something that I enjoyed doing and uh, had a blast doing. You know, got to meet some great people, not only in northern Kentucky through, you know, with baseball, uh Softball, basketball, the LA. And, yeah. But, but, yeah. Which, by the way, I had that written down next. I mean, finish this, but yeah, I but do no, want to talk about you know, that. doing, you know, going and doing, you know, uh, giving updates from all this stuff. I I enjoyed it thoroughly, and you know, it's like anything that I get myself involved in, I go at it a hundred percent. Right. And you know, I did that for you know, doing the updates and and stuff like that. You know, I gave a hundred percent to Newcastle softball. You know, I most people don't know. I never took a I never took a penny in salary. Really, I never took any money. You know, I didn't have them deduct anything from my tuition for coaching softball. You know, for the twelve years I've been doing it. You know, I did it for simple fact that one, it's my alma mater. I'm not going to take any money from the school, and two, I enjoy doing it for the kids. I mean, that's why I was there doing it. You know, so that's, that's amazing. Hey, Matt. Hey. If we were to do a one-liner for this episode, guess what? That was it. That was it. That was it. it. (laughs) Uh, So, no, I am going to weigh in real quick on uh, uh, – You go ahead. Hey, I'm going to go to the restroom. (laughs) Hey, the ninth region tournament, you know, my first experience, like I said, my niece played at Dixie. And I went down there. um, I think it was her soft – hell, might have been her freshman year. And, you know, like you said, it was like like a fest festivities really i mean you know they played their game and then you know ended up out out down the left field line under a tent just laying on it you know watching the next couple games afterwards and my wife's calling me where the hell are you i'm like i'm gonna be <laughs> home later don't worry about it 
<laughs> no, I, you know, I, I always talk about it. It, it is it is a really awesome, uh, really well ran uh, uh, tournament, and and that facility just I do I think it's the facility, and and you'd mentioned something, um, you know, just a small thing talking about what you do. I mean, it's grandma and grandpa because um, you know a little bit of a long walk or that hill helps. Chris jumped in a golf cart and went, you know, picked them up, brought them down, and, and, and that was that. I mean, it was just, just very, very well ran. And you know, I hope I hope that's something that can continue to happen at that facility. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, the uh, the athletic directors voted on it. That, you know, I think they were going to have it there at Newport Vets for like four four years. And I think, the, uh, I think it's up for a vote again. But I do know that – if we would have played the season last year, Dixie was going to be the host school. And Sarah called me last year, and she's like, you know, since we're going to be the host, you know, we want to have it at our place, you know. And I said, I have no problem with it. You know, I'll I'll talk to my AD and let them know that, you know, you want to have it. You want to be – if if you're the host, you want to host it at your own facility. I said, I get that completely. And I said, and honestly – that's fine with me because that means I don't have to worry about taking care of the field. Right, getting, you can go enjoy it. Get I, getting concessions, you know, workers for the concession stand, and you know all that kind of stuff. You know, I'll, I'll enjoy just coming and sitting up in the uh, press box at Dixie and watching all the games. So maybe that's what's going to happen this year because I believe, you know, everything's just going to revert back to what it was supposed to be like last year. So I believe Dixie will be the host again this year for the ninth region tournament. So it might be, you know, hosted at Dixie this year. Or that could be Lomboy's uh, one time a year c- 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 coming back for a curtain call and uh, <laughs> hosting it up at the vets. <laughs> Coach, you got anything else? Good right now. All right. So, hey, uh, I- I'll listen to what you said at work last night. <laughs> Or tonight at work. My bad. I said that backwards. So, um, all right, Longboy, you got anything else with that? No. Before, because I'm going to move on. Um, and I say the all-A, but you kind of talked about a little bit just your updates and everything. And and what, what, what triggered my mind when you had mentioned something when you were on Bluegrass Preps, which if you want to talk about that, it's up to you. But I remember when it was open, because I've never had an account, but when it was free, I would get on there and hear you and whoever behind some bogus-ass name, hey, excuse me, hey, great seeing you and great great finally to meet you tonight, you know, if an out-of-region team would come up or or you would be down at the All-A or, or whatever tournament, state right. tournament, whatever you may be at. But it was just cool and just just and nothing to do with sports or just, just as people for you and whoever person screen name is to your messaging, 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 hey, and you finally get to a game where you can meet this person. Right. Like that had been pretty cool, right? No, it was. I mean, I, you know, it was funny because the first time that I got on Bluegrass Preps, somebody, it was Keith Haichu, he calls me up. He's like, why in the hell did you pick that screen name? Everybody and their brother knows who that is. And I said, because I really don't care if people right. know who I am. I said, right. you know, I don't know how many times I got called into the principal's office at Newcath, so to speak, for right. putting stuff on there because, you know, that's like I told people, you know, I'm going to say what I feel like saying, you know, right. I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat stuff. Right. You know, if, if somebody does a good job, I'm going to mention it. 
But exactly. if they do something bad, if they have a bad game or something, I'm going to mention that too. Hey. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and, and you know play play nice or anything. And I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Right. You're but just I'm giving just data. I'm giving an honest opinion assessment of what's going on. It's going to be the good and the bad. So I'll tell you one thing that always ran through my head. Right. So in high school football, Pomp goes out there and goes four for four with two doubles. Tony Pompilio leads Newport to win. But if Pompilio, Wait, Tony, hold you got a double football? No, that's what I was going to say. I was going to get on. ready to mention that. Hold on. Well, did, <laughs> did I say football? You said football. Oh, I, but we hey, know, I knew okay, where you were I'm going. I'm sorry. Though. That's so right. in baseball, if I go, you know, four for four with two doubles, the headline is going to be Pompilio leads Newport to win. But. If 16-year-old Tony Pompilio gets arrested, they can't post that in the, in the, in the KY Post back in the day because I'm a minor. In my mind, I've always thought, time out. Hold on. If you're going to tell these people the good stuff I'm doing, right. tell them the bad stuff I'm doing. And right. it's just kind of funny that you say that because as a kid, I've always wondered that. You know, because we, we, you know, we all had friends or people who would get in trouble. And, you know, the, and, and the article would say, you know, a, a minor, but they wouldn't say his name. But if this person had five touchdowns, they put his name. Right. So I'm like, hold on a second. Uh, and this is nothing new with politics or nothing what I knew about the Constitution or freedom of speech or whatever. But like, hold on. If we're going to praise this kid, we're going to shit on this kid when he messes up. So what's the difference? Man, well, I mean, and that's you know, sort of the, uh, right. so the, the approach that like I that. took. And, right. You know, I got I got lambasted plenty of times from people. You know, I'd get I'd get messages you know, from, you know, people with a screen name that I didn't know who they were. There were some people that I ended up finding out I knew who they were. And, uh, yeah, I didn't give a shit. Right. You, know, now, I'm you don't you like now. it? Tough shit. I don't care. Right. You know, I had parents, you know, send me messages saying, you know, why are you saying that, saying that about my daughter or my son? I'm like, well, I didn't see you sending me a text message when I gave him all kinds of praise for How what he did he was. two right. weeks exactly. earlier. Exactly. You know, but, hey, but hey. It, you know, and you know, I never, I never really shit on a kid. But you know, if if they had a bad, if they made a mistake in a game, or you know, they caused a, a fumble, or you know, they, you know, were two for forty from the field, or some shit like that, and that's right. what I posted. So be it. Isn't that funny? You know, there were plenty of times where I. I got on my own daughter right. in softball, you know, you know, if she struck out five times or whatever, right. you know, I'd post it, you know, if it was relevant to the, to the conversation. Right. Absolutely. If you're a star player and you underperform, I'm going to let them know. Yeah. Because when you have 40, I'm going to tell them you had 40, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I remember, I remember one of the first times that I, I posted something negative about a kid on bluegrass preps, um, it was a kid from, I'm not going to name the kid's name, but he went to Lloyd and great basketball player, but he was showboating the whole game. And I said, you know, I, you know, after the game, you know, I posted, you know, how many points he had. I said, but he wouldn't be on my team if I was a coach. Cause he's a, he's a showboat or something. I, right. I didn't say showboat. I, I, I said something else that somebody took the wrong way. I, you know, I said maybe his, his act was lazy or something. And I got, you know, right. all kinds of people started commenting about it. How can you talk a kid about a high school kid like that? Like, well, you know, a week earlier I posted how, you know, right. he was a, a stud athlete scoring all these points and all this kind of stuff. 
So no, I never, you know. Well, the, and, again, and and I get you know, and I get you know where you know athletic directors and principals and and all that you know they they have to answer to you know to angry parents and you know people above them. I get that, but at the same time. I wasn't going to compromise what right. I was going to, you know, if you didn't like it, you can right. kick me off. You can kick me out of school or do whatever, but I wasn't going right. to, I wasn't going to compromise what I, you know, I got, I got plenty of compliments for the stuff that I posted and, you know, if people didn't like some of the stuff, you know, I'm sorry. You know, right. it's, you know I'm going to, I, I call it how I see it. So what uh, we say in the officiating world uh, get out your feelings. <laughs> mm. So uh, I'm gonna, uh, while we're on this topic, I tell Matt this because he's kind of my go-to sometimes. But and I think you can appreciate this as a coach. You know, over my last five years, I guess coaching fast pitch. You know, there's times where I'm like, man, it would be so awesome if Parent X would just text me and say, you know what, Pomp, you were right three years ago when you told Player A this. Hey, man, just. Thank you, because you were like two years ahead of the curve. Thanks, man. You know, or like, hey, we appreciate you saying this in the moment, probably, but thanks. Is that rude or arrogant or anything else? Like, because I promise you, when I do something wrong, you're going to let me know. Oh, yeah. So, but why not? Hey, man, I just want to say thanks. No, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I'm trying to think back if I've had anybody, you know, jumped down my throat because of something I said to their daughter during, you know, a game or practice or something like that. And I don't think I've ever had anything like that. I mean, I'm as far as me getting on my own players, you know, like I told the girls last year, I had a meeting with the parents and the players both. And I had a, a set of rules. I had four pages and I made copies for everyone. That's aggressive. <laughs> and then I, I told him, I said, I'm going to read everything that I've written down and everybody I want to follow so everybody can hear and understand this completely. So I read the rules to him. And, you know, and I told him, you know, if I yell at your kids, it's because I care. I said, the moment I don't open my mouth or converse with them, or say anything to them. That's a moment. That's a time where I don't care if they're on my team. Right. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at them if they do something wrong, but I'm also gonna praise them when they do something right. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna go both ways. And I said nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna yell at anybody. Mm-hmm. It's only if it's a, something that they can, can continue yeah, yeah. to repeat doing wrong. I said because you know it, it does nobody any good. I mean there's. You know, you have, like I told, um, I've had a couple of people ask me, you know, how do you coach girls? You know, I said, it's it's completely different from boys. I said, with girls, you have to know your limitations. You have to know what girls you can, so to speak, ride and get on. Right. Plus, you also have to know when you can, you have to pull back the reins. Right. You know that there's girls that, you know, you don't have, you won't have any problem with them no matter what you say to them. Right. You know, they're going to be able to accept what you're, you know, they'll, they'll listen to you and there's going to be some that aren't going to want to listen at all. So right. you got, you just have to know your, you got to know the personalities of all the girls on your team. Well, you know, I'm a big Florida state fan. Bobby Bowden said, 
I coach every player differently. Right. But and Matty Ice, I'm gonna give you a shout out here. What you're saying about girls? Come on with it. <laughs> uh, girls have to feel good to play good, and boys have to play good to feel good. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, hey coach. Hey, coach. I, I, I give you. Hey, coach. I, I gave you that layup. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. But I think the other thing when uh, when we had Laura Laura Young on, she, she also made another comment that I thought was interesting that you have to keep in mind is that you know we always talk about we this comes up in every every uh, episode. Girls are mean, right? Boys are dumb. Girls are mean. But you know, she said girls are full of grudge. So oh, if if you don't know that line as you're, as you're talking, Chris, of you know who you're dealing with, you can really you can really mess something up because <laughs> they hold a grudge. Oh no! Cause I, I was I was that was going to be my next point. I mean, you know, guys, you know, we, we can we can have a disagreement. We can have we can go into a fist fight and blood be. Sp- spewing all over the place, and a half hour later, we're both at McDonald's eating, laughing about it. But girls, they're so catty. Give them a, a two-minute argument with one another, and they're the, they're mortal enemies for the rest of the year. As it, you know, because girl, like you said, girls are catty, and you know, you got to try to to you know squash any of that stuff. You know, and that that's that was one of the good things about this team that I would have been coaching, you know, that I was coaching last year. I was, you know, I was looking forward to the season starting because all these kids got to, got along with one another. It's not like all the other teams in the past didn't get along, but all these kids, they blended together. You know, I had, didn't have any seniors last year, five juniors, uh, a couple sophomores, six, six or seven freshmen, and four seventh graders, and uh, you know, all these kids got along with one another. They, ha- you know, I made it fun for them. You know, our opening practice, I think last year, the beginning of the season was going to be starting on a Saturday morning. That was February fifteenth. So what I did, I told the parents at our parent and player meeting, said we're going to do something different. We're going to have, you know, how. Uh, UK starts off the season midnight madness. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're practicing. Practice starts at twelve oh one. That's awesome. So that's what we did. We had practice at twelve oh one. The parents had they they were all for it. The kids, you know, you know, I I told my wife my idea and she's like, I don't think that's gonna fly. Right. But all of them, every kid wanted to do it. And I told the seventh graders, I told the the parents and the seventh graders, I said, you know. You're not required to come, you know, because you're seventh graders. Right. You know. Later that night, I got phone calls from all four of the seventh graders. Can we come? I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of funny you say that because, like, obviously I DJ, and w- w- when I meet with the you know the bride and groom, I say, listen, these six or seven things are going to be done. It's just the order that we do it, right? So whether you practice at twelve or one a.m. or at ten a.m. It's still getting done. But when you switch it up, like I tell my bride and groom, it just feels different. It's something different, right? Right. You know, it's, it's just not the norm. So, but no, that, 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 no I think that's cool. And I do want to give a shout out. And God, please, nobody fact check me or bash me here. Simon Kenton football and or Campbell County football. Don't quote me on this. They were one of the first ones because I fish football that when that dead period opens up, they have a practice at midnight. 
similar to what you did, yeah. but in football. And it's cool. It's something different. Oh, like yeah. You bring them out, lights are on, play some music, and it's midnight, right? You yeah. know, it's cool. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, well, we didn't play any music. We just got <laughs> right down to business. And, Good. You know, and, you know, it was funny because the first thing I told them, I said, we're going to start off, you know, after they did their stretching out and that, and we started tossing. And I'm watching balls just going all over Hell's Half Acre. I'm like, <laughs> so, so hold on. Did, did you say you're up there at the? Uh, no, we were practicing down at uh, um, Holy Spirit, oh, at Holy okay. Trinity Junior okay, High in the okay, gym. Um, so, you know, I'm watching. Me and my assistant Tina uh, Sizemore. She was. We graduated together. Okay. Yeah. So me. Hashtag class eighty four. Yeah. Me, Tina, and and Lisa Brewer out at Scott High School, head okay. coach at Scott. We all graduated. Class of 84, new calf. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, we're watching balls just going all over the place. And, and Tina looks at me, and she just starts shaking her head. I said, man, I expected to see some of this because I only have one. We only had one girl that played travel ball. And thank you for bringing that so, up. So, you know, the rest of this team, that was the first time they picked up a glove since last year. And a couple of the kids, this was their first year playing, and – Two of them didn't have gloves. I had to provide them. Right. You know, so, you know, so they're tossing for about two, three minutes and, you know, finally said, man, all right, called everybody to the, you know, middle of the floor. And I said, we're not going to do anything else but throw the rest of the practice until somebody can, until you guys can continue to hit each other in the glove instead of, having balls bouncing off the walls and uh and we probably tossed they probably threw for about 35 minutes until they got consistent enough to where there was no balls hitting the floor or anything like that right. and i said you know we'll do this every practice i said if we can't throw to one another right there's no sense in moving on to anything else and thank you and matt chime in here i told that's what i tell my girls hey we toss with a purpose we ain't just tossing just a toss. Right. Like, there's a purpose behind it. Right. You know, but anyway, sorry, squirrel, side note. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, these girls go out there and goof around. Like, no, listen, we stretch and we toss with a purpose. Oh, yeah. You know, but anyway. But no, I mean, but, you know, and, and these hold girls. Hold on, hold on a second. What the hell's that noise? Did you hear that a minute ago? Yeah. I, what the hell is sound that? Like, sound like a door creaking open right like we're some damn haunted house or something <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry go no, ahead man. Sorry. Uh, so no you know that's you know just getting back to you know to, to the team that i was going to be coaching you know you know i i was so looking forward you know i even told the parents and i even told the girls you know privately i said you know i'm not expecting we're not going to win a lot of games right. i mean eight of you are going to be starting varsity with no varsity experience whatsoever. And a bunch of them, the last time they picked up a glove or a bat or a ball was last softball season. So, right. you know, everybody knew their limitations. So we didn't have, you know, we didn't have high expectations, but we had expectations. Right. And I told the parents, I said, I'm not looking for wins. I said, all I want to see is improvement from game to game. I said, as long as we can, as long as we progress in that form, in that fashion, we're going to win games. Right. You know, we'll get better. You know, it's not about, you know, having a, a, a big winning percentage or anything like that. As long as we get better from game to game and uh, 
my biggest thing was not the game of softball, but the life lessons that life you learn through softball. Lessons. You know, uh, accountability, teamwork, uh, personal responsibility, you know, learning to work with others, you know, listening to your coaches. And, you know, and, and your coach might just, be a jerk because guess what? You might have a boss who's a jerk one day. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, if, if, you can't, if you can't deal with, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, are going to come with, you know, playing the game of softball, you know, God forbid when you get to the real world and, you know, you have a boss that, you know, yells and screams at you, you know, right. you got to learn to take it. And the, the one, one of the rules that I had was if, uh, you know, if you can't, if you're not going to be at practice or at a game, you call me or you text me. I said, I don't want your mom or dad to do right. it. I said, you have to learn to take responsibility for yourself because when you get, when, once you graduate, you know, I want to have you prepared for some of these situations. You know, if you've got a problem, you know, with playing time or something like that, you come to me personally. Don't have mom or dad do it. You know, you need to learn to be able to speak to right. older and somebody in authority and get used to doing it. You know, it's where a, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to jump down your throat. But if you have a boss, boss don't give a shit about you. Right. As long as you're perform, provide, performing for him. You're, he's good with you, but the minute you screw up or whatever, he's going to be jumping down your throat. He's not going to talk nice to you, right? But I will as long right. as you come to me. Well, it's funny you say that, and, and I'm going to be selfish here and, and throw Morgan into this. So in the fall, you know, I, I coached Highlands, you know, quote unquote fall team, and you know they they sort of practice, but they have strict guidelines. If you were at golf or soccer, you ain't coming to softball. Because of obvious reasons, because of COVID, right. so, you know. So the few times that Morgan, we did have bandit stuff, or she had soccer, or whatever it may be, I said, "No, uh, you text Coach Milt. You tell Coach Milt. I'm not doing it." You know, and and, and the credit to Coach Milt, he, he said, "Okay, thank you." You know, but like that that open line of communication was right. there, and I don't care if Morgan's a seventh grader or she's a senior. Like you said, no, that's not my problem. No, you know, you know, you know, and, 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 you know. And, but, but, hey, hey, Coach, go ahead, Coach. Uh, Take it back a couple years ago when uh, old Miss Emma, but she didn't want to, she didn't, uh, we were down at my brother, she lived an hour away. She wanted to stay with her cousins and she's like, will you text Tony? I'm like, no, we're not texting him either. You're going to call him. (laughs) She paced around his kitchen for about 45 minutes before (laughs) she made the call, but it was funny. You know, she made it and, you know, she was a nervous wreck and he said, why do you want to do that? She said, I want to stay with my cousin. He said, okay. Hung up the phone. I was like, "How much better do you feel?" <laughs> she's like, no, hey. I, I, she's like, "That's not what I expected." Right. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think he's gonna do? Bite you? Right. Yeah. But no, and, and thanks for sharing that. But you are right. I do remember that because, if I'm not mistaken, shout out to her for eventually doing it. But I think I kind of picked at you, like, "Damn, bro, you're two hours away. You call me an hour before practice, you know, or something stupid, you know, like I'm jokingly picking at you." Right. But, uh, but no, you're right, and, and and obviously you've been around me, and you know, Lon Boy knows you know where I'm from and how I grew up. But that's my biggest thing, man. It's it's life lessons, man, and and um, you know, you can call any one of my parents or my girls, and we have one or two a year. Hey. Okay, girls, listen, come here real quick. Get your bags, come over here. And as soon as I sit on the bucket, they know the difference of, hey, I'm going to need you to sit down. This is a life lesson situation. This is adult stuff. And or, 
hey, girls, listen, really good job. Good job here. Bad job here. We got to get better. Bring it in. One, two, three. Go all out bandits. You know, right. it's, it's different, you know, because they know when I sit on the bucket and I ask them to sit down, here we go. You know, life lesson kind of stuff. But I always try and keep it happy and say, listen, at some point, hopefully, you're going to have kids. And I hope you're going to remember when Coach Tony told you this situation and this, you're going to remember where you were. And I hope you feel the way I feel as I'm telling you this, if that makes sense oh, yeah. to our listeners. No, it's, it's funny, you know, talking about, you know, telling her something and you're going to remember this. You know, I can remember taking Taylor, my oldest, you know, we would go up to Newcastle basketball and uh, boys and girls games when she was like in sixth, seventh grade. And as we're driving up, up the hill, I'd tell her, you know, you're going to be, you're going to go into school here in a year or two. I said, when you get up here, enjoy the heck out of it. Because right. once you graduate, it's welcome to the real world. <laughs> right. Shit hits a fan. And you think it, you know, you can't wait to get out of high school so you can, you know, you don't have to go to school anymore, blah, blah, blah. I said, those four years of high school are the best four years of your life. Right. I said, so enjoy the hell out of them because they'll go fast. And she always brings that up to me. She goes, you have no idea how right you were. I said, no, I know how right I right. was. No. I said, you didn't know how right I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right, man. That, that It's funny you say that because obviously, you know, we've always stayed in touch and, and whatnot, but I was always that guy. Hold on a second. I don't want to graduate high school. That means I got to get a job. That means I got to go out. I was like, I'd rather stay here for the next 20 years. Oh, hell yeah. You know, but, um, and maybe it was, I don't know, hell, maybe somebody told me that or something. I don't know. But, but um, it, 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 it is, man. It, and that's the thing. I, I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more. Sports, pick a sport. I don't give a crap which sport you pick. It's about life lessons, man. Um, um, and, you know, I, I think very generically people say what karate, right? Karate makes you disciplined and, and it makes you accountable and, and, and you got to be focused. But I think that's for all sports. If you have the right coach teaching the right things, saying the right things, and when is needed, listen, girls, this is a life lesson. This ain't a softball lesson. This is a life lesson. Um, and is that fair? Would you agree oh, with that? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, every coach has, you know, their particular way of, you know, relaying those kinds of messages. You know, there's some coaches you might not uh, agree with their style, but it, it they get the job done. Right. You know, and, you know, and I learned, a, you know, I learned a lot from Denny, you know, just watching him and, you know, picking things up from him. I mean, he taught me a lot about the, 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 the slow or the fast pitch game because right. when I first started coaching, like, how difficult can this be? I right, mean, I right. played baseball in high school. I played softball, right. you know, competitively. I can figure it out. I said, this is nothing. <laughs> oh, you know, Denny even told me. He said, this is nothing like, you know, either one of those sports. Right. And, you know, and Denny came from a baseball background. Right. So, you know, he knew what the hell he was talking about. Because he, you know, experienced all this. So when he, when, when I first started coaching, he, he told me, you know, it's a different game. I'm like, I'm telling you to myself, no, I played the game, but I, right. it, it's the same. Oh shit, that first damn year, I don't know. I, I, I picked up so much right. knowledge from, you know, watching him. You know, the first thing that I realized, 
you know, was on the bunt coverage and right. stuff like that. And I'm right, like, right. what the hell am I watching here? Exactly. Just like you were. Right, right. Like I said, when Lauren's playing third and there's a bunt, I'm like, hold on a second. Who's going where? You know, I, I, I can remember the very the, the very first time I seen it. You know, there's a runner on, you know, we were doing situations. He had a runner on first and he, and he, he bunts. And I'm like watching third baseman come in. I'm like, where the hell's a shortstop going? She's going right. to third base. And I'm like, why the hell is she going to third base? You know, because the first base coach told that girl at first, just keep, keep running. Going. Right. And I'm like, holy shit, you know. So right. you know, it's different. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, like I said, I think most, you know, I've been around watching this game and, and the coaches for, you know, quite some time. And I would say, 90% or more of the coaches really do a great job of um, relaying, you know, positive messages. I mean, there's, you know, there's some coaches out there that, you know, they're just doing it for the paycheck, unfortunately. You know, and that's a shame. Right. But uh, it is what it is. I mean, you know, everybody knows it. I mean, you know, you know, it's just it's just one of them things. You know, there's right. there's just some schools that you know you just don't have the you know, you know you don't have you don't have the softball mentality, right. and uh, you know it's a shame. But well, at the same time, you know, it is what it is. Well, that's all I was going to say. And, and earlier, you know, as soon as you mentioned it, because you had mentioned you didn't have any girls to play travel ball, and I'll never forget. And I, I wanted to say this till the end, but hell, let's just do it now. Um, and I've told you this before, but thank you so much for all the time when my bandit team has been up there and for the listeners. So for example, I would, I would text Chris, Hey, listen, we're going to scrimmage so-and-so on Sunday. If you'd like to open a concession stand up, it'd be awesome. And first and foremost, I'm selfishly like, just so people have, if they want to get a hot dog or a pop or a Gatorade. But secondly, I know the time and effort and and everything else that Chris puts into it, because I also know, hey, if he can make 50, 60, 70 bucks for my little scrimmage, he can restock that concession stand, you know, and, and, and that's just me being honest, and and from the bottom of my heart, everything you've done for us, whether it's dragging the fields and, and you and, and Ray Ebert, just everything you've done, it's, 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 it's been appreciative, and I don't want to say I'm wrapping this up, but just while I'm on that subject, but back to your point about playing select ball, because when you were in the concession, we'd be up there even practicing, and you're just doing maintenance stuff, and you're like, Roach, I don't have a girl to play select ball. But in my mind, I'm like, hold on. This is Newport Catholic. These kids are going here for a reason. What do you mean you don't have one or any girls to play select ball? Yeah, no, I mean, even when, uh, you know, my old, when Taylor was playing, you know, she didn't play select ball. Right. You know, because at the time, I didn't have money to be able to do something like that. Hell, I had three kids in Catholic school. Could, you know, and, and you're donating any money you would have gotten. Uh, you didn't uh, take, yeah, so, but you know, and I didn't, you know, and you know, fortunately Dan Hosfeld got me, you know, got tailored to you know, sub for a couple times with a couple teams. And then, uh, once she got to be, um, well, she played soccer. Soccer was her main sport at okay. Newport Cali. She played that, for her first two years, you know, let's see. She played that, you know, she played baseball or softball, basketball, and soccer all the way up through um, her freshman year. Then she played softball and uh, soccer. And then after her sophomore year, she got uh, asked to play for the explosion. Okay. 
and with Mike Knotts, who's now he was the assistant at Boone. Now he's the head coach at Walton Verona. Gotcha. And uh, so after her sophomore year, she played that summer with the Explosion. And uh, my God, I I wish she would have played before that because right. we had so much fun with that team. I mean, it was a who's who of the best players from Connor, Cooper, Boone County, Gallatin County. Um, I think that summer they played in seven tournaments. They won three. They came in second or third in the other five. Or yeah, yeah. and uh, I think they were like thirty-two and eight that summer. Pretty good. I mean, my God, it was it was just a blast to watch. And then uh, you know, but she was Taylor was the only one you know that played travel ball, and then. Uh, Kristen Schreiber, uh, she she picked up on a couple teams. Uh, Casey Coles had played prior to uh, you know her sophomore year, and then she stopped playing travel ball. So really, it, you know, when Taylor was there, there was only two of them. Once Taylor graduated, there was only um, there was really there was nobody. Right. And then uh, Haley Myers who was a hell of a good pitcher. She graduated with my middle daughter, Alex. Um, she played for a couple years, but for the most part, there's, you know, softball's not the big sport at Newport Catholic. Right. No, you're it's, right. It's, you know, basketball, soccer, and volleyball. Those are the big three. Right. And, you know, like I tell everybody, um, you know, in Northern Kentucky, all the Catholic grade schools, they have soccer for kids starting out in kindergarten. Right. They have basketball starting out in kindergarten. Volleyball starts out like in third grade. Right. You know, those all three of those sports. Uh, who the hell can't kick a ball? Right. Who can't? Uh, who can't just throw a ball up in the air to a, a, a hoop? And uh, who in the heck can't hit a ball with their hands? Right. Try, Any, try and, anybody can do that. Try it and do round objects together. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's funny you say that. And I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not trying right, no, to. I'm we're, not, we're joking. I'm not obviously. downplaying all right, that. Right, but at the same time, I'm trying to explain. You know, right. put into perspective how easy it is right. for those three sports and all the Catholic schools in this area all start at those ages. You know, right. there's no baseball or there's no softball for right. kids. You know, for girls that age until, you know, they get, unless they play travel. And, you know, so that's why, you know, every once in a while, you know, we're fortunate that we have some girls that'll play, you know, when, uh, you know, when my daughter first started playing up at Newport Catholic, you know, she was fortunate that Danielle Hosfeld played travel ball. But other than that, we had athletes, right? You can make an athlete into a softball player, right? You know, so, you know, from the time that Taylor, you know, her four years, you know, she was fortunate, you know, she had Lauren Zimmerman, Michaela Ware, Casey Coles, Christian Schreiber. I mean, you had three Don't sport, remember. you had three sport athletes right. playing softball, you know, so, you know, you had some, ta you know, you can, you can take some talented athletes and make them into softball players. <laughs> hey, I got to say this because I'm laughing. So if you listen to my podcast, I say, and again, I, Lomboy, I got to call you out. You say you know a lot. <laughs> Matty Ice, come on. 
it wouldn't be uh wouldn't be pomp if pomp didn't call you out would it because <laughs> I, I swear oh, to god i'm sitting here listening to him and i'm like hold on he's got a twitch too he's got a twitch I, i'm messing with you but no I, I to your point of why i was laughing the whole time because how you mentioned about soccer because kelly's upstairs we'll call her down here right now when morgan and zach got into it right and she's like oh my i'm like they're kicking the ball. Can you run and can you kick? Yeah. <laughs> and she's looking at me like, God, what a jerk. I'm like, no, hold on. Can you run and can you kick? And if you're goalie, can you catch? That's yeah. it. That's it. Because you got to think, until about 11 or 12 years old, they don't call off sides. They're not doing none of that. Right. And, and Kelly was all excited. I'm like, no, I'm happy. I'm going to put my pom-poms on, but... They're just running and kicking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not, like you said, you're not uh, an 11 year old working on a bunt coverage where you got first and third charging and second wheeling and short covering and center backing up and left backing up third and right backing up first. Right. <laughs> they yeah. ain't doing that. No. <laughs> no, I mean, it's all the, those, you know, there's there's complexities to those sports, but right. nothing, nothing close to no, what, no, 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 no. you know, fast pitch is. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, and on top of that, you know, you're looking, you know, Newcastle's a small school. I think, you know, exactly. there was 150 girls total. Right. So, you know, you, you automatically say half of them don't play a sport. So you're looking at 75. Right. You know, so out of those 75, how many of them are playing travel, volleyball, basketball, select soccer? Right. All right. Now, how many of them do you have left to play softball? Oh, you're and right. it's not many. No. Yeah, so, you know, over the years, you know, you know Newcath has been, you know, the softball program has been fortunate, you know, that they we've had good athletes playing right. softball. And, you know, and we've had a, a share of, you know, talented softball-only players. But for the most part, it's, you know, talented athletes playing softball. And, you know, hey, hold it's on. Been, I just figured out great. what that noise was. Somebody's getting ice out of the refrigerator. That's what that noise is. Sorry, well. squirrel. I just heard that. Um, <laughs> but no, but, and again, as a credit to my niece and Lauren and, and um, Michaela and them, that's a good group. Oh. <laughs> All-A basketball, uh, softball, and whatever else yeah, they well, had, you, know? you, know, you get, you know, Michaela is a four-year starter in three sports. Right. You know, Lauren was the same, you know, she's a all-state soccer player. Right. And, you know, Casey Coles, you know, She's just, you know, uh, valedictorian. Right. You know, you know, you got one of the smartest kids in the school, and just one hell of a, a great kid, great athlete. I mean, hell, she was playing varsity at Dayton High School as a sixth grader. Right. And then you know, Christian Schreiber, probably one of the best catchers in Northern Kentucky ever. I mean, you know, you didn't want to try to steal one of her because she had a, a right. rifle Cannon. for you know. I think her pop time was like. 1.75. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, if I'm not saying what was baseball, like one six, one five yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I it's mean, coming. yeah. Christian can, can hum that ball down there. Yeah. yeah. So listen, a for, for the listeners, you know, I'm always honest with you. Um, we're right at an hour and 58 minutes. <laughs> Hey, this ain't too bad for a six o'clock phone call, right? No, no. <laughs> and, uh, and and I told Lon Boy when he said, "Yeah, you said we had to be done by nine nine o'clock." Nine nine thirty. Or Kelly was going to be down. Here. Kelly, way, Kelly puts 30. the hammer down. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't going to lie to you. And Lon Boy will tell you, I, I turned my battery saver off so my phone stays on. I'm waiting for the bat phone to get a text. It's nine thirty. Um, and you guys know, obviously, I love Kelly. And, and I told Lon Boy earlier, I said, "Listen." 
because he had something going on. He was like, hey, I can be there around 7, 7.30. I was like, well, I don't want to rush it. But on the flip side, I was like, listen, Kelly um, has uh, given me a long leash here, so I don't want to piss her off on a school night. And uh, so, hey, Kelly hasn't texted yet, and she's upstairs. So we're, we're going to fly under the radar here and, uh, and and be good boys. And I and, might go out the back door here. <laughs> go ahead, Coach. You're going to be calling in to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be calling in from the Trevor Lodge. Um, so, no, listen, but um, we are going to uh, start going downward here. So, and we will definitely have you back. And, and whether it's, like I said earlier, and Matt Buford, I'll put this in your brain and Lomboy, you too. Dad's birthday is in June. I like to have uh, a group of people up here for that. But also, I like to have Lomboy. Um, and, and, and I guess let's put this out there. And we mentioned it earlier, but. When we do this Northern Kentucky preview, I want I want Chris Lonboy to be a part of that as much as he can. Um, and I don't want to bore you guys with all the behind-the-scene details. It's going to be a lot of conference uh, phone calls, if you will, from practices because some of these coaches want their players, you know, to speak and give them some exposure, um, which I we are 100% in agreement on. But with this whole COVID deal, as you can imagine, I don't want Pomp or, or Matt Buford or Chris Burkhardt and some coach and or some kid and or some team having to shut down because of COVID. I don't want all these people at my house doing a podcast. <laughs> so a lot of it's going to be via the phone. But I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, you were going to say no, something. I was just going to give you a, a, you know, for those who don't know about it, just a, you know, how that came about. You know, I was doing the uh, – state basketball tournament out at NKU and uh William Warfield from Prep Spins, you know, he he followed me on uh Bluegrass Preps and he came up to me during a break between one of the games and, and mentioned about uh you know possibly doing something like that. And I said, Yeah. I said, you know, I can get all the coaches together and, you know, that's how it all came about so you know he came up to new cath we did it in the uh media and technology room with a nice backdrop of downtown cincinnati and you know i got all the sent a message to all the coaches and said all right here's here's 10 minute time slots pick one and show up and you know they would uh they could either bring a player or two or they can just come by themselves and you know it worked out great i think uh you know, and William was tickled to death to do it because he wanted to get a foothold in northern Kentucky with prep spins right. at the time. Which, so, by the way, they do a great job. Oh, I mean, he he does. I mean, it's like it's like watching something, you know, right. like watching ESPN, ESPN. 3 or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, and, and again, I've been very fortunate to work some regional tournaments. And when I see them go over, fist bump them, how you doing, you know, and as soon as our game's over on the way home, from Moorhead or Louisville, guess what I'm watching? I'm watching Prepspin. I'm rewatching our game. That's oh, yeah. exactly. And like you said, it's it's top notch, man. Oh yeah. So you know, I, you know, it was nice to be able to do it. You know, I think we did it two, three years ago was the first time. The next year, it uh, it didn't work out with William because he was doing something in Vegas that week, and with him doing. The preps been doing the uh, Sweet Sixteen boys and girls. It just didn't work out, and then of course last year we were fortunate enough to be able to do it. You know, and we always do it right before the season starts, so we can have everybody in person and stuff like right. that. So, you know, it 
you know, and all the coaches and you know the players that get brought in to uh, do the interview, they they have a blast doing it. And you mm-hmm. know, I have is always. I called Rob Coffee. I said, you know, you want to do this with me? I said, I don't want to be asking the same question over exactly. and over yeah. to the to all these coaches. I said this way, you know. You know, you can ask a question that I might forget or, you know, you know, right. not bring you, you might know something, you know, something that you want to bring up. So, you know, Rob was more than happy to do it. So, you know. no, and, and to your point, that's what, you know, you and I spoke about and even Matt and I, I was like, first off, I want to have you a part of this because you're the creator of it, <laughs> you know, and again, I'll be humble for you. Um, you know, like I want you to be a part of it and in a perfect world um, with this COVID deal. My plan is, and I know we don't spoke about it, but it's for our listeners. I would like to do each district as its own segment. So, you know, generically, we would have each coach, and I'm just making examples here. I'm going to call Coach A at 510, Coach B at 515-ish, Coach C at 530-ish, you know, or, or and, and obviously if it's separate days because not everybody practice till, practices till 6 or 630, but that's a generic example. Right. Um, and if they can, if they want to grab a player or two, great. Um, but I, I just definitely want you to be a part of it because, again, you, you've been relevant in Northern Kentucky and, and um, credits do where it's due, and, and, and you should get it um, when, yeah. it's, when it's deserved. Well, as long as this FedEx guy's off work by 5 to 5.15, <laughs> I'll, right, I'll be right. more than happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, listen, we have some more notes here, and I promise you uh, the bat phone is not ringing yet, but we are right at about two minutes and I feel this episode is kind of like our few of our other episodes. If we open up one or two or more of these topics, it's going to be a four-hour episode. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't want to cut it. So I feel, and please, Matty Ice, chime in. I think uh, where we're at right now is a good spot. Do you have any uh, anything one way or the other? Yeah, good spot. Keep you out of trouble, too, there, Shay. I see what you're doing. That's right. It's a school night. It's, it's a Sunday. It's a school <laughs> night. Um, but no uh, – so, Matt, do you have anything before we wrap up here? I know I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let Chris go, and then me and you will do our ending, and then everybody will be be happy. So uh, do you have anything, be, anything other questions of anything we talked about before we wrap up? Not really a question, just, just commenting on something that, you know, I think the majority of, our, our, of the listeners are familiar. But for what Chris is saying about not having any travel ball players play in their high school team, that's incredible. And when you're talking about, um, and I, th- this is really to the folks that aren't very familiar with fast pitch, <laughs> to take people that have never played the game that late and have to teach the things that you're talking about, bunt coverages and 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 just all the little idiosyncrasies of the game, it's unreal. <laughs> so when you were saying that, I'm just sitting here I'm scratching my head like that's crazy because I'm thinking about the travel ball world where you've got these, these girls that have been doing that since they were nine, L seven, eight, nine and learning that, um, you know, and, and, you know, now they're, you know, at least my daughter, she's, you know, in the first year of 12, you, and, and they're, they're, you know, learning all that stuff at such a young age. And that's, um, you know, they're taking three to three to 400 cuts a, a week and to just have girls that are just walking into that, that, Again, I don't think people understand a credit to that of, of, of dealing with that. So, just wanted to comment on that. Oh yeah, I mean that's you know the the, the last year before we started our uh, the coaches show, um, me and Rob were sitting there talking. It was before William Warfield even showed up, 
And I told him, I said, you know, with him, get, he just got that the job at Pendleton County. And every one of those kids on his Pendleton County team played travel ball. He wasn't losing anybody from that team. And I told him, I said, you know, you have a team where you, you you're so your, your practices are going to be so more advanced than mine. I'm going to be starting at ground zero while, you, you know, you can almost let these kids practice on their own. You know, he doesn't have to, you know, he's doing things I can only wish to be doing. You know, right. he can be doing situations. I'm going over fundamentals still. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, last year I had girls I actually had to show how to properly throw the ball and step properly. You know, you know, our practices last year, you know, you want to try to do, you know, you want to learn how to bunt. You want to do this. You want to do that. But, you know, when you've got a lot of kids that, you know, they're they're just now getting into softball, you know, your practices are more or less the basics. And uh, But at the same time, I I had a blast with these kids because they were willing to learn and, you know, like I said, they, they, they didn't take themselves so serious as a lot of, a lot of kids do. You know, they, they knew their limitations. They knew, you know, their skill level, but at the same time they had a blast, you know, learning, you know, what, what, what we were teaching them. And, uh, you know, that's one, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm going to miss is, you know, this group of kids and how much fun they were to be around. Gotcha. Matty Ice, anything else? Nah, that's it. I mean, I know we're going to do another closeout, but, um, you know, it's been a great a great show. I um, appreciate you coming out and kind of putting this together short notice. So, um, and, and, and as Tony mentioned, and, and I mentioned, you know, you did a lot for the game around here. So hopefully, hopefully there'll be some, some, uh, appearances from you here and there. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'll just be showing up in my FedEx uniform probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lomboy. That's it it for me, man. All right, Lomboy, you got anything you want to? No, I I enjoyed this and, uh, you know, look forward to being back, you know, maybe with a a roundtable discussion with Uh, with a couple of bozos that were here before me. This wheel's (laughs) done turning. I think I you, Chip, and Rob, and whoever else we can get. We can get up to five microphones here, so – um, I don't know if this house is big enough for those heads in here. <laughs> right. Yeah, we might have to open up some doors and windows. All right. Hey, listen, man. Long boy. Uh, again, like I said earlier, it's uh, 940. Not bad for a 6 o'clock phone call. No, not at all. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now listen, hey, uh, like I told you earlier, I love you so much. Um, you know, I consider you, like I say on many episodes, a big part of my life, man. Even though you might not think so, but um, you're just, you, you've, 39 years I've known you you know it's crazy so but thank you so much thanks Roach Matty Ice Matty Ice is out alright hey download uh, subscribe uh, leave some comments some ratings and all that good stuff thanks to our sponsors hey thanks thanks so much Ron boy for your time no problem thank you peace